0: Feeling uh, a bit
1: stiff arm,
0: a sore ass, sore leg, sore arms. I go, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And we're live. (laughs) We are, and
2: I reckon. Just before I got the intro going, I reckon we're going to hear you saying uh, sore ass, sore legs. Sore-
3: <laughs> All right. We're off to a cracking start. <laughs> oh, it's
4: going to be a good one.
0: Uh, mate, mate, <laughs> good maybe, maybe we should go straight to throw Todd under the bus segment and see if we <laughs> <laughs> can look that material. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's rip into it. We've got a lot to cover. All right, guys. So this is uh, Aussie craft distillers shooting the ship. So wherever you are, um, we hope you uh, join in for an hour and a half-ish. We'll see um, of just shooting the shit. And basically, we shoot the shit with people in the industry uh, from the from the craft perspective. It's uh, it's it's millers, it's brewers, it's distillers, uh, it's cooperers, uh, anyone that helps us to bring a spirit out. So um, we're we're very very uh, Very special night tonight. We've got royalty in the house. Royalty. So we've got Mr. Ben Osborne from Unicorn Spirits. And we have a lot to talk about, Ben. So, mate, first of all, how are you?
1: Feeling fantastic. It's great to be alive. I got out of isolation from a week of being real bad with COVID. And uh, got to hug my dog this morning. Hadn't seen her for a week. It was a magical, magical moment. So feeling really great now.
2: Right. Well, let's let's, just have to drink a bit more and and make
0: sure you've purged all (laughs) the evil spirits
1: out. Cheers to that.
0: (laughs) All right. So what we do, Ben, is we we go around the room and say, what's everyone drinking? So I'll kick it off because I had uh, my um, Booster Vax yesterday. And today I've been wandering around the shed with a sore ass hip leg, <laughs> arms, and just feeling shit house and going, what's going on? And then I re- I realized that I actually feel a bit fluey. And then I realized, oh yeah, I know what this is. It's I'm reacted to the to the vaccine. So it's all good. Oh. So tonight I'm going a bit lighter. I'm going a bit lighter. And what I'm doing, I'm being creative. Because that's what you do. So this is a mudgy honey ginger Ooh. beer. Ooh. Right. Which is made Ooh. by over It's uh, Davy Boy, good friend of, of the shed, who makes and a cracking beer. Makes, makes and you're going to
2: put a little bit absolutely cracking beer,
0: cracking beer. But this, this is quite a light, light product. So I think I need to you're amp it put up. Some uh, yeah, it's time <laughs> to time to pour the fuah, the fuah, which is distilled. Distilled That's cider. Sick. So, actually, uh, my mate's here. Paul, come here, mate. Show your face quickly. Oh, it's dis- did I say cider? Oh, Jesus! I just lost him. He's walking out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <can't be laughs> <out here>. <laughs> <laughs> so this is you're a, a you're our quality control for the night, Paul. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, distilled mead, and make one, mate. See what you think. And uh, so, there's a glass up there on the, on the bench, so that's what we're having tonight. Something a little bit different, and I think we've got an echo going on there. Luke,
2: we've got a loop again.
0: And I'm got a loop, I'm hearing an and 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 all the time. Yeah, leave your phone that's... on again. <laughs> so, I'm about to take a sip, and okay, don't spit out, that would be bad.
4: Oh, wow, <laughs> Oh, it's we've good.
0: just lost we've, we've just lost technical support. Oh, oh pressure! All right, what's going on here? All right, told you're flying <laughs> blind. So then, oh, what have oh, you got? In class, oh, mate?
4: I like seeing this little.
1: To today, I've got something special to celebrate getting out of uh, isolation, and little, this little is little where, I, coming, oh. where I there learned to distill. Did um did the distilling course down there with um with Dean? And oh wow! Well, um, see- Dean Jackson, eh?
0: Dean Jackson, back when it was called Redlands, old Kenton yeah. now. And I went, I went to um, I went to Redlands in twenty fourteen, I think, or fifteen, something like that. Dean, yeah, top bloke, uh, mentor awesome. to Mister Marty Pie from Riverborne as well, my friend. Oh wow! Um, and the yeah. cool thing about this one, other than it being from him,
1: is paddock to bottle. Yeah, right. Is, um, yes. Peter Bignall, and, and that one. I, I don't know if too many others. No, uh, there's
0: very... Are is doing it? Hell yeah. In, uh, in Metagon, Yeah, they're doing some really good stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Todd, what's in your glass, mate? Well, just wait for me to come across, or not. Yeah, I there can I see are. it, but I can't see your bottle.
4: There you go. So I'm just... This is, at the moment, my only... Aussie whiskey, so so that's
0: Snowy Mountains Snow, spirits. Snowy
4: Mountains spirits, a
0: Cask. Yep, fantastic stuff. Get yourself a bottle yeah. if there's any left. So that's Independent bottling. That's Mark Newton uh, down Ginderby Way from memory, isn't it?
4: I think so. I'm, I'm pretty well, sure. It's based down
0: anyway. there. Yeah, yeah, cool. Mm. All right, well, let's uh, Luke. Uh, don't know what's happening with you, mate. You laugh at me, but uh, where's it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> The, where's,
4: IT, where's IT support when you need IT support? Yeah,
0: <laughs> very good. Oh, he's That's back. It. Try, ben. try
4: turning it on and off again.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luke, there's a on and there's an off. Yeah, it's, it's delicate. Uh-huh. I know you've got to concentrate, but you, you'll get there yeah, anyway. Yeah, let's America. get on yeah. let's go. I want to. I want Ben. To explain very very clearly where okay. you started with all this, right, and where you are right now, because mate, you are you are one entrepreneurial. Oh, what's the word you'd use, fucker? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's hear your story, mate. You've got the mic, go for it. Easy. I um, probably
1: started in in kindergarten when um, we're figuring out <laughs> what we what we wanted to do as a job. And everyone's writing down firefighter, police officer, all these other things. And I was like, I want to own the local pub. And they were like, why do you want to do that? And I was like, because it's just an awesome place to hang out. And They've got a sick games room. But everyone has fun. Everyone hangs out. Everyone shares a drink, shares stories, has good times. Kind of like this. It's freaking dope. So I was yeah, like, yeah. I want to do that. Didn't even really understand what a pub was. Other than it was an awesome place that I got to see all my friends. <laughs> so... Moving on from that, straight out of high school, first thing I wanted to do was get a job in the booze industry. So started off as a glassy or a bar back, polishing floors, mopping up vomit, cleaning up heinous, heinous messes. Uh, And from that, I absolutely loved it. The vibe was electric. And moving on from that, just working my way up the ladder from bar back to dispatch bartender to front face bartender to bar manager, venue manager, um, moving on, moving on. And then I was like, well, what's next? There was people who would come in and do masterclasses, which I absolutely adored. All these brand reps would come in and talk about the passion behind their products, what incredible amounts of time and effort and money and research that they poured into all of it to create this this product. And I was just captivated by everything that they were saying. And I was like, I want to learn more and more about processes, how you do it. What's your drive behind it? And one day I'd love to have my own product. And so the masterclasses led me to go, let's learn how to make spirits. Went to Sydney and one of the course, oh, one of the previous episodes with Alex um, Dallenberg. Yep. She was my old boss when I was working at the Four Seasons. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So um, her passion for whiskey is just freaking phenomenal. So with yeah. that and um, my mate at the time we were working at the bar, apparently were twins and that's how I got the job because I uh, she was talking to me about whiskey and I'd never really been around people talking about whiskey super seriously. She's like, so what's your favourite type of whiskey? And I was like, Islay, phenomenal, the peat, the smoke. And she just looked at me and started laughing and I was just like, man, I must be killing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then at the end of the interview, she's just like, Isla. And I'm like, huh? Isla. I was like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that- that's your favorite type of whiskey. That's how it's pronounced. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> well, Apparently because I looked like one of the blokes that already worked there and I was enthusiastic. So I was like, yeah. Um, so yeah, after that, it was like, well, me and Tim were talking. We'd been working ridiculous hours. And we just talked about whiskey every day, every night on a shift. And we go, well, let's go to Tassie. Let's let's book a course. So we with Ann Gigney and the Whiskey Academy, we did our first little like three-day tour. Um, yeah. went to all the breweries, the distilleries, the cooperages. And I was just like, this is just the greatest experience of my life. We need to do more of this. And I was like, what course can I do next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Which is exactly the same mentality I had with. All of my jobs. What's next? Well, how can we make this more fun? How can we get more involved, learn more, do more? And um, yeah, then we did the, at Redlands Estate, our old Kempton, we did that distilling course. I think um, Ellie and Nick did it as well. It's been- At the same time, really? Oh, not at the same time, no. <laughs> yeah. um, I, think, I think they did it. I was hearing it on one of the previous episodes. I was yeah. like, that's awesome. So many, so many people that I like look up to have done the
0: same course.
1: Yeah. Which has been oh, it's, a a, it's
0: a training ground, uh, like I said, Marty Pye from Riverborne. Um, Dean Jackson is his, his mentor. Um, and uh, yeah, he did Redlands and uh, pretty cool.
1: Awesome, awesome course! Highly recommend. I'm not sure if they're still doing it or if Dean's still there. I called him up a while back and I think he's off making booze with some other people, but really, he moved on. Really cool.
0: So, Dean is head distiller at uh, Spring Bay. Uh, so oh, Spring Bay are, are really making a name for themselves, and uh, yeah, Dean's Dean's the main guy there with with Cam and, and Cam and Susie wow. are the owners. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's doing well. Oh, what are you drinking there? Oh, I like <laughs> that. I like that bottle. <laughs> 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 this, is <laughs> not, this is not scripted, people. This is not done on purpose. I didn't even know. It's
1: um, it's just. There's so much flavour in this whiskey. It's just nuts. But <laughs> that is insane, yeah, right? just a, a freaking tiny yeah. pour. I don't add any water, but I just take like the smallest amount of my mouth and just freaking chew on it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. There's a
3: lot to chew. Like,
1: okay, it's let's not
0: talk water. about craftworks. works, let's move on. All right. So-, yes. um, so
1: so did the did the distilling course at, um at Redlands, came back to Canberra and I was like, where am I gonna get a job? which distillery is going to hire me as their new distiller, like yeah. straight off. I went to every single distillery in the region and was like, I'm here to get a job as a distiller. How can I get involved? And they're like, we're not hiring. I'm like, why not? How do I get a job? Let's create a position. I'll work for free. <laughs> like, how do I, how do I get involved? And they're like, look, our whole family's involved. Our friends are helping out. We, we can't afford to employ anyone. All the people that own the business weren't even paying themselves. And I was like, well, shit, there's a problem there. Cash flow, well, there needs to be more money in it. And they've gone, well, yeah, maybe if we could, if if the growth provided it, then we'd be happy to hire some more people. I was like, well, what's the number one product? And they go, well, it's really impossible to get into venues. It's impossible to get sales reps to get them into bottle shops. And I was like, yeah, shit. Week later, I'd started local spirit distribution and I've come back to the distilleries and gone, here is my portfolio of bars that I know or have worked at or have run or invest mates with the owners or managers. Let's get you into all of these bottle shops, all of these bars. I work on consignment only. Let's talk about what number makes sense to you for however many bottles I can sell. And um, yeah, it's win-win. You're going to get your product into bars and bottle shops. You're not going to overpay. You Whatever number we're happy with, I'll work on consignment only and you don't have to worry about how many hours I dwell into this. And all of them, I just gave them an offer that they really couldn't refuse because it just didn't make sense not to. It was just like, mm. do you want to make money or do you not want to make money? Also, I'll design cocktail lists. I'll do all the graphic design for your pricing lists. I'll make everything look pretty. I'll put it into drinks. I'll do masterclasses. Let's let's get it out there. Let's share your passion with everyone. And everyone I'd talk to, all the brand reps when they came to Canberra, I'd be like, how do I get your job? And they said, man, you gotta do your time. You gotta do your five to 10 years in the industry. And then you got know, do some stuff with these bigger companies. And then maybe if you're good enough, you can be a brand rep. And I was just like, boom, I made my own brand rep shit just to get started. And uh, it was, it was so much fun. I was like, I've made it. I'm living the dream. I was making bugger all money, but again, I would have done it for free. And I just looked at it like, man, some people are paying a shitload of money to go to university. And at the end of it, they've then got to go figure out how to get a job. I've happy to throw away countless hours into making not much money to get all the <laughs> experience and get that bootleg degree uh, to do everything that I've ever wanted.
0: The, the thing so, with you, Ben, the thing with you that, that you, know, I've, you and I have known each other quite a few years now, right? And mm-hmm. the thing that always fascinates me about you is you're really entrepreneurial, right? So you're, <laughs> you're the package. Yeah, you, you understand the liquor game. You want to make the product. You, you're technical. But it's your, your, it's your entrepreneurial nature that's pushed you into different areas. And you just created your own empire and you're continuing <laughs> to build it. But carry on. Tell us the story of the empire building and what's, what's going on.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of where the, the, the local spirit journey began was with the distribution side of things for so the distilleries. Doing more and more stuff for them. I was like, cool. I I need some time in the distillery. I'm helping you out. I'm getting you into all these venues, selling a heap of your stuff. Um, Give me a day in the distillery for volunteer work. Then got to practice and practice and practice. And then they said, we're still not getting enough tourism. And I was like, "Huh, a problem to be fixed. Let's do it. (laughs) So (laughs) Then I went to an auction house. Um, I sent my mum there to the auction house because I actually had another job. I've always had like, between three and six jobs at the same time because one's too boring. So mum's at this auction house calling me while I'm working at a bottle shop. And I'm just like, mom, do not go over this number. I swear to God. But I was buying this eight-seater luxury Mercedes van, all leather interior, TV in the roof, because I wanted to start a tour company and start bringing people to all of these distilleries, sell all the products at each of the distilleries, I'd tell all the stories, they'd get to meet the distillers and hear about what they're passionate about. And it was the best job times two. So I was getting to do my brand rep dreams. I was getting to meet awesome people that are passionate about this stuff and show them the places where it's actually made, which made that brand rep thing, the ultimate dream. Cause you actually get to show them the still that it's made on the person who's made it. It was just the ultimate experience Yeah, that got busier. Then I started doing winery tours, brewery tours, coffee tours. We're doing roasteries. Then I combined all of them. And then there was just too many tours going on. Unfortunately, the tour business I killed as soon as COVID hit. I was in the process of selling it. And uh, the company that was going to buy it was just like, man, we we have to pay for this. But it's going to fucking ruin us. And I was just like. Man, we I don't want to ruin your business if like buying my business is gonna fuck you over. So we let him yeah. out of it, and I just said, "Man, good luck, like bunker down." Um, so I just killed it. There's no point hurting someone else in the industry that's doing such good shit for all these other producers. So you nice. hmm, can't say their name, but they're still going, which yeah. is a really good, good news. Um, wow. From tours we then did um i was like gypsying like how do you how do you get started how do i have my own distillery and it's so expensive it is i was just like man i'm gonna have to i'm gonna i was like bare minimum to do like a a fairly basic setup i was thinking maybe like half a million dollars plus you'd have to have significant running costs rent on top of that and i was like how can i there's there's absolutely no chance like i'm i was 20. um so i started my first company when i was 20. um oh a side story we're at the global Spirit convention in adelaide and i got offered a job at a distillery in the us and i was just like man that's so nice thank you but I who can't, was I can't it? Uh, it. the global
0: that, that was 20 in adelaide 2017 18 from me i was there yeah was it adam spiegel uh, I can't – I don't know what to say. Yeah, there, there wasn't too <laughs> many Americans uh, there, mate. There wasn't too- <laughs> There
1: wasn't a heap. It carries it down. But one of them offered me a job <laughs> and said, man, come over to the US. Like, we'll pay for flights. We'll make it all happen. It will be great to have oh, like an cool. Aussie super enthusiastic about it and has a really unique opinion on stuff. And I was like, man, that would be awesome. But I'm not old enough to even go into your distillery or drink your booze. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's taken a pause and he's looked at me like on wait what wait how are you doing all this shit in the booze industry and i'm like wow we are really blessed here in australia to have that massive like head start on getting into the industry like if you're super keen and super interested i got to start like seriously getting into it when i was 18 like as soon as i turned 18 i was like getting a job at a bar let's go and they, they don't really get to really get into appreciating the products until they're 21. I mean, they can enjoy it a bit cheekily beforehand, but really getting to understand and appreciate, go out there and experience the products. Um, big disadvantage, but um, was a major disadvantage for me, but unfortunately didn't take the job, <laughs> but didn't want to leave here. Too much, uh, too much stuff
0: going on. So i've lost track which happens all the time um, <laughs> yeah, so you, after after the course so Ad, adam offered you a job in the us and and you said no and carry on from there <laughs> um
1: so then building <laughs> oh how do i make how do i get my own distillery um, yep. also i've just realized i'm wearing headphones but you can't really see tell. them
4: no,
2: oh I- wow Oh wow, I would not have known. <laughs>
4: Until you said that, I would have had no clue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, just,
1: I just thought I'd I'm misplacing stuff all the time, but I thought I'd misplaced my headphones, but then I was like, I oh, know well, oh, I'm wearing like, them. It. It yeah. But no, it's 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 hiding there in, in the mullet.
4: <laughs> so what else do you keep, what else do you keep in those glorious locks?
1: <laughs> just lots of lots of unfinished or half-finished ideas. <laughs> <laughs> It's grown, grown wilder over the years. So hey, how, how was, you, I'm sure
2: lockdown would do that as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. How old are um, you now, listening?
0: Ben? Uh, turned 25 in August. 25. You're an old, you're an old soul. You, you've you've, you've, you've <laughs> definitely got an old soul. That, that's the way I'd describe you. Thank you. Yeah, you are, mate. You got a lot of, um, I'm not blowing smoke up your bum, but you've got that that maturity and and yeah you're an old soul which is very cool well, that, that,
2: that probably comes from living a few lifetimes already <laughs> it, it, um, businesses and and entrepreneurial ventures that you've <laughs> taken on, given up and then moved <laughs> onto additional things It's at all used to uh, into a few years.
1: I used to keep track of um, like how many hours I was working a week um, and kept track of that over like a a two-year period. And I think when I was first getting started, it was was always an average of like over 100 hours a week, sometimes like up to 111 when it was like Christmas time or super, super busy. And I was like adding it up. It was like the average person works 1,300 hours a year or something. And I calculated that I'd nearly worked. Four and a half to five years, every, like each year. So, <laughs> so, it really helps me like accomplish goals a lot quicker. Just putting way too much time and effort into it. But yeah, um, yeah. When
2: you've yeah. when you've worked for thirty years in in five, yeah. It's,
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, building the distillery dream, how to do it on a budget when no one's going to give a, a bloody twenty-year-old a loan. Um, yeah. It was did enough tours, um, did enough sales work till I bought a van, bought the van, did the tours. The tours meant that I could earn a couple of extra grand per week, put all of that money into saving up to do my first gypsy batch um, at another distillery and going to them and going like, sweet, I've saved up my 22,000 bucks. Let's produce the first X amount of bottles of this product. I want it to be as high profit Easy to freaking market and sell as possible. Let's make it easy to drink. Something that people are just going to go, "What the hell is that?" And then after the tours, we ended up launching um, the, my first brand, which is um, Unicorn Spirits, which um, we've now trademarked Unicorn Elixir, and it's the world's first color-changing shimmer liqueur. And yeah, this was the OG product. <laughs> um, went went viral. And yeah. this pushed things I can very, see why. very quickly.
0: <laughs> so, I yeah, but do you know how bad. many, you know how many distillers, distillers saw that and went, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was just like, "Look, it's just going to be
1: heinous. All of my mentors are going to just go, Ben, what the." What are you doing Look, we've, we've, yeah. you, we've taught you all of this stuff about fine spirits and liqueurs and products and you have done this which is probably like the most heinous looking like blight on the industry and i'm just like
0: yeah it's, it's a part of the it's a part of the plan i needed to make you know what that you know what it's like an analogy i, I use it's like mm-hmm. teaching a baby to walk and you go cool the baby's walked then you turn your back and he goes and falls back and starts rolling around in his own poo. And you go, oh, fuck, that was worthwhile, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Legit. So I'm not saying your like... stuff's poo, by the way. I'm not saying.
2: <laughs> I think that's what he's saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get you to, 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 I... to, to, to try it sometime. Well, I'm I'm so curious as to what makes it sparkle and shimmer.
1: Yeah, good question. Oh, yeah. It's a... um it's a it's an edible pearl dust it's a uh, um, cocaine food grade beverage grade just ground up unicorn horns all up <laughs> right Brilliant. um all the products are still vegan unicorns are mythical so peter said they didn't count
2: <laughs> i'll bet are you, are you sure they didn't
1: start protesting at some point they didn't. Um, I've got I've got a made up signature from someone of authority in the mythical land that was just like, yeah, man, all good. All good. <laughs> so, so
0: how do you how do you take down a unicorn? Uh, do you do you just the bullet between the eyes uh, on the horn, or what's the best?
1: I won't go into the methods. It's a bit morbid, but um. <laughs> yeah. So with the with with the step to step sort of thing, it was make the first. Make the first batch. It'll cost me this much. I'll put literally as much money as I can. Like, all in. Let's make this product. I reckon it's going to go well. And then sold that out in a couple of weeks. And was just like, holy shit. And that made X, which meant that I could do a batch five times bigger. And then a batch that was 20 times bigger. And then I was like, awesome. Now I can buy my first warehouse and get my manufacturer's license and start continue doing this, but actually blend the product from e a in-house and start bottling yep. it. So bought the first set of equipment, literally the bare bones equipment that I could possibly get, which was a six head bottle filler, um, a, an iecx rated pump so that I could move the ethanol safely. Yep. Um, mixing vats, stirrers mm. and, um, Probably one of the biggest spends that I did early, which was uh, an Anton Par Alex five hundred.
0: Oh, Oh, five hundred! Yeah, What's, it what's, is. what's that? The, yeah.
4: the next size up from our one. Isn't yeah, it? that's the Rolls
0: Royce, isn't it? Oh It's,
4: wow. uh, it's about we got 22. the Volkswagen.
0: <laughs> which one? Um, the Snap. Snap. Yeah. Uh, which one is ours? The Snap. Uh, Snap. Oh, jeez, what is it? I can't remember. Anyway, it's it's game changer. Absolutely game oh, yeah. changer. yeah, it changed our world,
4: that, since we're yeah, both um... old and going blind. Can't read those.
1: <laughs> can't read those. so, so good. So yeah. the, biggest, the biggest problem I had, which I, a lot of people who do anything to do with sugar, is you can't use density. Um, yep. And the sugar content just means that, you know, the snap is useless. You've got to do a redistillation method, which... Dean told me, and I did it once, and I went, I do not care how much money it costs. I am not doing this fucking shit again. <laughs> and I called up I called up Anton Parr, and it was just like, man, put me out of my misery. What's the damage? It was like, it was 20, 22 grand. So I was like, it's like wow. the power Jesus. of this fucking, fucking car. But this little machine, which is like the size of a laptop, yeah. um puts a liqueur through and within like under a minute it's told you exactly what the alcohol percent is of my liqueurs, beers, wines, spirits that have been in there for freaking ages. Like it doesn't matter what booze you put in there, sugary yeah. or not, it's going to tell you what the, the percentage is. There are parameters wow. like what it works out but um, yeah a lot of people are like how do you accurately measure out liqueur alcohol percents? Yeah, liqueurs. This thing, which is another thing to keep in mind, anyone out there is looking to start a distillery and wants to do a liqueur, know how you get (laughs) the alcohol percentage of that because oh boy, it is. You need all this like little mini distillation setup and a lot of calibrated equipment,
0: and there's so many things that can go wrong. Um, We don't. We don't. We don't need it. Todd and I don't need that because we have a mate called Ben and um send me some yeah,
1: samples mate. i'll um send me some samples i'll do i'll do a reading for you yeah
3: yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> i've got <laughs> um i've got, oh, I've got it local... tastes a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> i've got i've got local wineries that send me their stuff because they're like man it costs like oh. 180 bucks to send it to a lab to figure out what the exact percentage is yeah i'm like oh Oh well, I'll do it for a hundred and seventy no, I was like, just give me some bottles of <laughs> give me some wine, let's go. Yeah. So
4: that wow. was that was the, that well, was the game a minute, changer. That's it. For yeah. a minute of your time, you get a couple yeah. of bottles of wine.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. um the, the, the um the Alex five hundred is essentially paid for itself just from um just from free samples that people send.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that that is so cool. I, I wanna I just wanna focus for a minute, stop ya. I remember yeah. there was this one Facebook post you did, right? Where you got absolutely smashed with orders. It was it was obscene how many orders you, you had. And you were I'm in glad, the show, I'm glad there wasn't a big right?
4: glitch there. Absolutely no, glitch
0: there. Absolutely smashed with orders. Yeah, smashed yeah. with orders. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So you got smashed with these orders and you went to the post office and you were trying to post them at the post office, and they basically turned around and said, uh-uh, no more. And I remember you—you you had boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes, all right? And and it was so funny. <laughs> Your attitude was, "Fuck it." How I wanted is- a way to get these out, and you did.
1: Yeah. So we um we had our first. Um, it was a radio station had a huge like social right. media following. That's and, right. Yep. Um, like I'd been paying for some ads. I was spending um a fair bit on like Facebook and Instagram advertising, and yep. it must have just targeted the right person because she was working at this radio station she's then done an article on it and the weird thing is no one asked me about it it was (laughs) actually just someone someone's tagged me and gone yo dude is this you i'm like holy crap what the what is that doing there and then i was like yeah cool and then one article one day turned to five articles the next day which turned to like 45 articles the next day and then it was all over the world, and we had something stupid like 21 million plus people um, visit, visit the brand over a week. <laughs> wow. And wow. Yeah, There's definitely
4: golf clubs over there. Yeah,
1: that's. Uh... <laughs> we were getting, um, were getting like 10 to 22,000 emails a day, just being all these different languages. I, I'm looking at these emails that make absolutely no sense. And a couple of them that were from English speaking countries are like, where do we get it? Where's the closest bottle shop to me? I'm here. And I'm like, man, what the hell? What the hell? Why is it everywhere? Wow. And I was, at, um, I was at a friend's Christmas party in the city and we're at their staff party. And someone goes, yo, someone's phone won't stop ringing. It's really annoying. And I'm like, oh, my phone's on charge. So I've walked over and it's my text tone which is DJ Khaled saying another one. And <laughs> I, connected, I connected that to my <laughs> online store. So every time I got an order, so like no text messages, no emails, they just made the beep, beep or whatever. But every time I got a sale, it was DJ Khaled saying another one. And <laughs> all of the all of my friends knew. everyone's excited because they're just like, yo, what the hell? Ben got four another ones during dinner. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm walking over to my phone and it's just uh, <inaudible> And I'm looking at my phone and I'm it's just absolutely cascading, like glitching. Like every now and then Shit. it would pause for half a second and then it would just <laughs> and then it would start catching up. And I'm looking at these numbers and they're all attached to sales. And I've just gone, bruh, what the hell am I gonna do? (laughs) I was like, I was looking at it and I was within within 12 minutes of one particular article going out, um, all of my stock was sold. Uh, But this went on for like six days. And I've just gone, I have absolutely no idea. How I'm going to produce the stock how I'm going to get the freaking labels how I'm going to post it because at the time going with Australia Post and I know a lot of distilleries struggle with this is this sh- just how expensive postage is yeah. especially if you do like ID check sign check all that sort of stuff and the insurances, everything just gets wild expensive so it's- when I first started, it was going to, I think OzPost quoted me to send one bottle. It was going to be about $24 <sighs> to send one bottle. And that's with like an ID check. Yeah. Um, yeah. They drop it off at a PO box. All, it was like the the complete service. And I was like, man, <laughs> how is anyone going to sell a bottle of wine, let alone a bottle of spirit when the <laughs> margins are so small? Mm. And you've got to charge customers something so ridiculous. But yeah. um, long story short anyone who is just like, how the hell are we posting? Talk to a local wine society. Every region has a wine industry association, just yep. as every region should have a distillers association. Yep. Um, representing the producers and yep. most wineries, if you sign up as an associate member, you can get in on their postage discount for yeah. e-parcel
0: and wine post.
1: So uh, that's yeah. how well, I do just,
0: just, uh, just stop you. And just on that point, uh, mm-hmm. So I, um, I did a post on social media, uh, oh Jesus, about three months ago about this, and I was having a real bitch and moan about Aussie Post, right? And yeah. uh, I, was, I was paying for signature, I was paying for insurance, and this yeah. one of the distillers contacted me and said, mate, it's a waste of time, uh, blah, 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 and he goes, talk to the, uh, the IBA, the Independent Bo- uh, Brewers Association. Because oh, they, they did. yeah, they had negotiated a flat rate for all their membership. So mm-hmm. um, this distiller, I said, that's fucking awesome. I'm going to talk to the, to um, the ADA about it, and uh, and he said, go for it. He said, go for it. He awesome. said, I can't do it. So I've got no time, but yeah, go for it. So I started talking to Paul Mcleay, mm-hmm. uh, who's the CEO of the Australian Distillers Association about it, and. So I'm on the phone telling him about it. And he goes, mate, I'm actually meeting with the IBA tomorrow. I'll put it on the agenda and I'll find out what they're doing. So it's a little project within the ADA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to a post office uh, broker um, about this. So again, I was having a bitch and moan. I was at a market and I was having a bitch and moan about the post office. And he said, well, I'm actually an agent for the post office. And I go, oh, right. And we were talking about shipping and just how many things get damaged, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, how many stories do you hear from distillers who go, I posted it, I wrapped it in, in a bomb-proof box, and somehow <laughs> the fuckers have thrown it against the wall so many times that there's just the box full of, of, of shattered glass. You know, How does that happen? And yep. so this broker said to me, a little inside tip, he said, if you write fragile on a box, it doesn't mean anything, right? You actually can go to the post office and you can ask for wine packaging tape. And if you got mm-hmm. wine packaging tape wrapped around your box, it's uh, it comes off the off the line and it's manually handled. I went, yeah. How cool is that? And it's taken me ages to track it down. I've been to various post offices and they go, No, nah, don't know anything about it. But I found one. And so I ah. said, It's free, apparently. Can I have a couple of rolls? So <laughs> bit of advice out there for everyone who is uh, bitching and moaning about freight and damage, get hold of wine packaging tape. It's free from Australian Post Office. You wrap it up and it means they take your package off the automated uh, pack, uh, um, shipping lines and it goes manual handling. So, Wow. You know, a- exactly, exactly what I do. And you notice, Ben? I buy, I buy 5,000
1: um, single wine package boxes at a time. And yep. then I also buy the double wine boxes as well. And yep. they're super solid, but they're covered in wine branding. And then I've got the stickers as well. And yep. put the stickers on the cases. Your cases have still got not much chance, but it's a little bit. Um, at peak COVID, they, um, yeah, the machines were just broken, but um, the wine packaging is phenomenal. Yeah. Talk to you, your brewers, talk to your wineries, the wineries Read have the word. ridiculously <laughs> good deals. And it's more—it's um, more in line with the size of our bottles, as yeah. well. But I think once we got that sorted, um, and once I joined in on that, it brought the cost of shipping one bottle from twenty-four bucks to like seven.
2: Oh, you can nice. actually make money on that.
1: Yeah, it was like yeah. seven yeah. bucks for, seven for a case. And some people do. Yeah, it was like seven bucks for a case. So um, wow. once I once I outgrew. What the Canberra region wineries were offering because they were at a yeah. certain tier, so I went yeah. above that tier in the first year, and then I got like a better discount than all of the local wineries. And yeah. I was like, I was like, man, does anyone else need me to post some shit? Let's go for the next year. Let's get let's get on some Amazon level stuff. <laughs> no, nah, it's um, well. but the the big problem was like, how the hell do you get all the details from like when you get a, a new release and you get a lot an influx of orders um copying name address Mm. um phone number email address putting in the size restrictions um so because we got like tens of thousands of orders in like a couple of days i'm looking at it like man what the how it takes i timed it and i was like cool it takes me like at peak speed like 45 seconds to make one order Wow. And, like, copy it from the website across. I was, like, mm, calculating, calculating. It's going to take me three and a half years to get all these <laughs> orders into Australia. <laughs>
3: <buzz.
1: laughs> like, cool, Cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's in your strategy,
0: there,
3: man.
1: <laughs> How can I do it instantly? Is that Surely. the definition
2: of a victim of your own success?
1: Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Luckily, I was just, like, a challenge. Let's go. And um, <laughs> so we, we got some we got some. Um, I've got an in-house um, uh, programmer. His name's uh, Dad, and um, <laughs> and uh, and Dad is he's a he's a super nerd when it comes to the tech stuff. And he's just gone. He's gone. Give me give me three hours. And he has a fully custom like website portal thing that I just download the file with all of the details and press upload. And then it, boom, two seconds. It has produced 10,000 orders in order. It's done, figured out how many bottles and certain bottles require a certain configuration of containers stick together. And at a certain point it Mm. becomes a case, which is cheaper. And so all of that was programmed into it. It's, yeah. And now I have this program that just means that I can do an infinite amount of orders in one second and it's all completely automated. It checks everything for you. Um, it auto checks all the addresses It puts in the correct weights and puts in the correct everything. And um,
2: yeah. And it's you all pump- it just, sorry, the nerdy side of things gets me <coughs> because that's hey. my bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs>
4: There's
1: a nerd I'm in the looking,
2: house. I'm just looking under your skirt. Is that all done on Wix?
1: No, oh, it no, is. Right. So all my website is what? is Wix. And yeah, right. I absolutely adore Wix, but when you go into Wix and you drop down all your orders, you go select all unfulfilled, and then you download the CSV file. And the right. CSV file is just like an Excel so spreadsheet.
2: You, so your dad's done the, some wizardry to pull all that out.
1: Yeah. Good on him. So it goes into goes into this um, this program. You just email it to the program. Email back and it's a finished um sheet that when you upload this file to australia posts e-parcel portal yeah it automatically it turns it. all of it into the printed uh the printed stickers wow oh. and um and then we built a troubleshooting program and that just goes through and you can um you can check everything to make sure that it's spot on and Got um love automation yeah. Oh my Love God! It. Well, you know, three <laughs> and a half years of work, or three hours, and then yeah. a minute, and, and it, then it's just it's and a label printer.
0: <laughs> a label. Hey, <laughs> you got a you, you got a label printer. Let me let me explain my process. Right, this is my current <laughs> process. An order comes in, Bing, and I go, oh, geez, I better get on that. Right, so I'll, I'll print off the order. I'll get me box. I'll make up my box. I'll put my bottle in the box. And unfortunately, my latest box is – got a dye made and it didn't quite work out, so it's a little bit big, so we've got to stuff things around it. But that's okay. In the box, tape it up. Right? By
4: the way, that's that's nothing unusual, though. They're a little bit big or a little bit small. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's that's the story. Then <laughs> a bit, a bit, I go, and, like get like I go like and get a small pasta Lux.
3: bag. I go get a small pasta You can never
0: get it right. <laughs> I, I put the box – in the parcel bag, and, and I pull it out, and I go right. Okay, I handwrite on the postal bag. Right, I turn it over. I handwrite. I then get the order. And I double check. Yeah, you saw it. You saw, I it, saw right?
1: it. I was looking at it like, man, what the hell? That's old <laughs> school, man. I was, that's like, old school. I was like, this is this is premium. This is nice. <laughs> I was like, that's where it so ran, brutal. right? This is authentic.
0: I freaking love like it. This <laughs> is no small. Lady batch,
2: printed, small right. batch artisan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, there's
0: there's a method, there's a method to my madness. And and mm-hmm. the madness is I don't put craftworks distillery on it. I put my name, Craig Field. So if mm-hmm. someone fucker picks it up at, at Australia Post and goes, Oh, it's mm, probably just a gift, and it, it gets through the system. <laughs> Whereas if it's <laughs> Craftworks distillery pre-printed and everything else, they go. I'll have a bit of that. Thank you very much. So that's my. <laughs> it, yes, it's time consuming. Absolutely, it's time consuming. <laughs> I'm
1: not I'm not pointing any fingers at Australia Post, but I used to. No, I not am I. A I'm very. Just a very oh, no, I'm saying I, I um, for a very brief period of time, had clear, like blow up containers yeah. that I put all the bottles in. So you could see that it was a bottle of shimmery vodka inside. <laughs> right. All right. And the amount of products that went missing. <laughs> wow! Huge. I was just like, "Oh
0: fuck!" Someone, right, someone's so- seen this. We need, we need to pause just for a minute because mm-hmm. we are at 46 minutes and we've only oh, yeah. asked Ben one question. Tell us your story, oh. right? So, we're 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 still got a long way to go on the story, but we're going to pause. We're going to have yeah. a pause because we have a segment which we call and Luke and now. It's time for throw the the Todd under the bus. (laughs) I so love that. (laughs) So And now Um, let's throw Todd under the bus. Go, Todd.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, I'll just get our special guest across if it works.
0: (laughs) A special guest. What's going on? Luke, you'll
4: have to change the screen because I can't all get right, the screens right. to work at the
3: moment.
4: Hang on. There you all go. All right, here we go. Yeah, there you go. So we, we're we at um, Mudgy Markets a, oh, a couple of months ago and we met this, this very energetic young man who listens to our podcasts religiously, apparently, in his shed while he's dabbling in the dark sciences of various things. Love so it. he is absolutely passionate about the distilling industry. And if you were able to give one person a bit of word of advice
1: on how to get started, what would you do? What would it be? Oh, for getting started, first thing of advice. Um, Firstly, if you're not passionate about it, just don't bother because the number of hours that you have to put into it, the amount of effort, if you're doing it just as like a business thing, automate money, because you're like, wow, these brands are getting bought out for so much money, or they're making heaps of cash, or it looks so good. It looks a lot better than it is. And if you're not passionate about it, the thing that will drive you when you've got nothing and no hope is just pure grit. So your first step is already fucking big tick. Be passionate about it. If you're watching this podcast, if you're talking to producers, um, I'd say you're already 80% of the way. Just keep nurturing those relationships because the amount of value that you get from the community and other people that are passionate and interested and in the industry is the most valuable thing ever. The the amount of conversations that I've had over the phone that have gone for like 30 seconds and saved countless hours and dollars, ridiculous. Nurture those relationships with your local producers, like, because it is gold. Um, work with them, do some time, do some volunteer work um just have that mentality of i could be at uni paying someone else to teach me a heap of stuff that i'm not super interested in but if i 110 percent commit to something that i am obsessed with and i'm actually getting paid a little bit of money every now and then bloody how good how good so nurture those relationships make sure your passion is and heart is truly in it um and just be friendly don't burn bridges um yeah, you won't burn. last. You, you won't last long if you're just going to be mean to everyone, or you you're in it like it's a real freaking serious business. And there's been <laughs> a few people. I mean, it is a super serious business, but like or if you're not having if you're not having fun with it, then what's what's the point? Like, I love working with different bars, different communities, different groups of people for sponsorships, making their brands for them, all that sort of stuff. And it's just fun. So make sure your heart's in it. Make sure you're passionate about it. You enjoy it yeah. because otherwise, uh, what's, what's the body
0: point? What's, what's, what's the point? point? Last, uh, two weeks ago, we had Cam Symes on from uh, um, Great Southern Distilling um, mm-hmm. and we, we threw Todd under the bus and Todd was loaded with 10 questions. All right? We got through mm-hmm. one question with Cam. All right. So, Todd, you've just finished question one with Ben. What, what's your next one, mate? you got something in your back pocket you can pull out? Oh, <laughs> now oh he's blindsided. He's blindsided.
4: <laughs> Hang on, I've just got to get... <sighs>
0: uh, he's doing his you study. Have,
4: you, 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 you're trying to blindside me, yes.
0: That's why it's <laughs> called okay. so, the bus. under the where bus. Do, where,
4: do you, where do you buy your shirts?
0: <laughs> oh, my shirts?
1: Um... I'm I'm a really big fan of like anytime, anytime there's something to be done, I like to do it myself. Um, so for instance, this I designed and printed myself. Yeah. These shirts, I, I have no idea what the website's called, but Facebook and Instagram and all of online knows that I am a fiend for a funky fresh shirt. So I get targeted with every ad under the sun. <laughs> I think this is from Hong Kong. It cost me $11 and 38 cents. Bargain. And it took three months to arrive. It was, <laughs> and, and because it takes so long, it's a, it's a gamble. There's a bit of a thrill to it. It's like, yeah, am forget, I going to get it? You forget
2: that you've ordered it. It's but like, then when oh, it does rock up, this?
1: you're just like, why, why is there a, a pallet? Rocking up at my house. Has someone has someone yeah. not delivered to the distillery again? And I go, Oh, <laughs> I ordered 180 <laughs> t-shirts from bloody Taiwan or <laughs> I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> they rock up and I'm unpacking it. And I was like, what the hell is this shirt? That's horrible. But it's also <laughs> a massive gamble because the sizing, some of them like, mm. like, I can't really button this one up. My beer belly ain't gonna fit. But this is a 5XL. It's an Asian 5XL but <laughs> this, the sizes are completely all over the place. Yeah, so, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just go in and go, you know, I'm not I'm ordering nothing smaller than a 2XL, but if they got up to 8XL, I'm ordering that. And I've had an 8XL that was just, like, I flexed, and, like, I ain't a strong boy, but, like, I was ripping. I was ripping. I was feeling like Arnie. I was like, man, I'm Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, um, so... The Australian uh, Whiskey Awards um, is coming up. The gala dinner, which is mm-hmm. a huge event on the on the calendar for whiskey, right? If you've got a spare two hundred and eighty bucks and you're not doing anything on the twentieth of Feb, I want you on the GraphWorks crew tables, mate. Because and wear what you're wearing now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you a photo. I was at the awards. I don't know. However many years ago, and I was wearing yeah. um, white pants, a <laughs> white, a white like uh, suit jacket that had yeah. blue flowers all through it, and then yeah. I had a dark shirt with dark blue flowers on it, and a, like a floral bow tie, and like a freaking top knot or something. And I was sitting next to Peter Bignell <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a I've got a photo like me. Hugging him like he's my like my dad or something, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like this is the greatest thing ever. I'm sitting next to Peter, he's one of my biggest heroes. He just won all these freaking awards, and I look like a flower.
0: Oh no, that's... <laughs> I'll find so, the photo for you, uh, mate. So I'm uh, I'm I'm going. We seriously, we, we got two well reserving. Hopefully, pardon me, two tables, and yeah. so I'm going. In a Ben Sherman pinstripe suit, Ooh. with Love the it. hat. Oh, the hat! With the of original course. hat. Look at the original hat, mate. Can you see that? Oh,
4: that is so manky. That,
0: that is. <laughs> this thing's got. Oh yeah, yeah. This has got wild yeast. This has got bacteria. This has got all sorts of things going on from the shed. So. All got to gonna gonna do mate. a
1: wild you're to do a wild hat ferment. You're gonna chuck that into oh all that. No. see what see what freaking bruise, and <laughs> it'll um, disappear. Look, put me down for the first bottle. It's gonna be a limited <laughs> release, unlike no
0: other. And Todd, Todd's going, and Todd's wearing his hat, and he's gonna suit up, and so is Luke, and he doesn't Luke. wear a hat, but I don't anyway, wear a hat. We'll
1: I'm not a hat man. I mean, it already looks like I'm wearing a freaking wig or a. Mic. You're a he- you're a headphone man. Um, look at in the, in the head it's hiding like i, I can't wear a hat um yeah. actually the the most offensive comment on my uh facebook profile the other day was um a uh, girl's tagged someone and gone oh my god babe this is exactly the perm that i want <laughs> <laughs>
2: emotional damage <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> should i be uh, like i guess i'm term goals but baby it's all natural <laughs> Jesus.
0: all right let's, let's get back to ben's story at 55 minutes continue so you've now you've had that defining moment right where it's just gone ballistic you've you've found a way to ship things in volume where do you go from there what's the next thing in your story i um
1: Oh, just making the product was a bloody nightmare. I drove a truck to Melbourne to yeah. then drive back to Canberra. So it was a straight trip there and back. I didn't sleep, then got four hours sleep, drove to the distillery where I was producing the spirit out, and then yeah. got it there, got the bottles up there. We did like a bottling run, came back, got rid of all of that, and then I did it again because I couldn't get enough. It was just a bit I had like a handful of hours of sleep over a month it was just wild but um after that I just had all of all of this cash flow I was like holy crap I can just invest it into more fun things to do um (laughs) next flavor turned to next flavor turned to man I'm producing too much shit it's taken me like a month to get a label designed and then it's taken me like another month to get a label printed so I did a graphic design course which was meant to take Four months, and I did it in a week. Um,
4: (laughs) In a spare time,
1: yeah, Yeah. I was was super. I was super into it. So for like, I don't know, it was probably twenty hours a day for a full week. I just smashed through this graphic design course, Um, and now I design everything myself in house. And then I was like, cool. Now I need to print it so I can do that quicker. So then I bought a commercial label printer on a rewinder. It was a, yeah. an Affinia
0: L502. So which... Prisma or, or – or, um, well, no, not Prisma. Okay, so roughly, ballpark, how much you paid
1: for it? Uh, the Affinia was um,
0: maybe eight or nine grand. Yeah, right. That's serious. Hang on, I'm just going to the fridge because I need to get a refreshment. Talk amongst yourselves. No, Carry great. on.
4: So so we get to look at your backside for the whole trip. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: It's
1: you're going to do it, shake
4: it while you go. Shake that tail feather or something.
1: So I'm not sure if you can see it because my brightness is ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, there you Uh, go. go. Yep. I got that one. I can't figure out how to point to it. The one with the rewinder on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that allowed me... Back. I think that yeah. it allowed me to print about 1,200 labels a day. Um, sure. And it So meant what, that about
2: a quarter of your production
1: yeah. requirement. That's still, still a thousand more than we need.
2: <laughs>
0: That's awesome,
1: so man. It meant that I could do limited releases, which was, um, I've got one of them here with me. And this was my most successful one. Uh, as far as limited releases go, it's been selling for two years straight now. So, um. Very very limited, very limited. Um, yeah. But it's called it's called Fuckboy Tears.
0: <laughs> it's called what?
1: Um, <laughs> Fuckboy Tears, and it's um, it's got this Seriously. this lovely model. Is not based on me at all, despite what people say. Yeah, yeah, um, now that's the new
2: look, is it?
1: Yeah. So it had a different look, and then i, I redesigned them every now and then when I you know bored at breakfast. But um, <laughs> this one um, from having the idea of the brand of that particular release, it took me less than 30 minutes to design the label, print it, make the product, put it up on the website and have sold the first 10 bottles. (laughs) So from idea conception to sold, um, it took less than 30 minutes. So now I've used that to jump on viral trends with like a lot of things because it takes me no time at all to design something, print it slap it on a label um <laughs> <and heritage laughs> yeah, it. That's, that's the old one um so um, i'm terrible terrible at spelling and the um the glorious thing is for nearly a year when i sold that um the website spelt fucking wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did you how did you get that through um apac uh abac i should say um they're a dirty word in this household um, <laughs> I, hope, I, I really you know hope they're not, i hope you know they are not the t- watching you Know the gin that's come out that that uh it's a New Zealand gin and it's mm-hmm. like uh 2021. Uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's along the lines of oh, fuck off. Um, yeah, <laughs> 2022 is, is like oh, get fucked. we're not doing this again. Yeah, you know, it, it's what's and, and next, 2022. It, it's, yeah. it's classic, right? And, and I thought about it, I thought, how did they get that through? <laughs> I'd love to know how they got that through because it's there's no mucking around. They're, they're spelling well, the the full f u c k on the bottle, and it's. Well, like,
2: looking wow. looking at your website here, we've got uh, fuck twenty twenty one, which is the uh, <laughs> the floral as fu- I'm guessing floral as fuck elderflower butterfly pea gin. That's <laughs> the one. Yeah, and we've got uh, obviously yeah, the fuck we're obviously too.
4: going for re- we're going for record squares today, are we?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think this one's this one's blown uh, out of the Alex, water. Listen, Alex, I Alex, 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 is, Alex has a challenge. Alex has a challenge, but Alex is going to be a guest presenter on shooting the shit down the track. So yeah. I think she's going <laughs> to claim it back pretty quickly in the first. I don't know, <laughs> Probably. <two months. laughs> so my
1: favorite, my favorite one-liner, which is what makes a ridiculous amount at markets, is um the fuckboy tears is a uh, passion fruit and mango vodka liqueur. Because when the passion is gone, it's time to let that man go. And (laughs) and it changes changes colour just like he changes his mind about you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's as blue as you wish you left his balls.
0: Oh yeah. All right, I'm
1: I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to put I'm going to put a um I'm going to put a suggestion out on on, on social we're, media, right?
3: We're I'm to, putting we're, it out for
0: now.
4: We have gone to X-rated now, haven't we? I yeah, we're, we're, yeah, this one the
0: G-rated so, family now, show before, that we're trying for. Before I explain what I was going to explain, I'll, I'll just go back to 2 weeks ago, Cam was on, right? Mm-hmm. And Cam saw once and he goes, "Oh, you can edit that out." And we go, "No." Uh, not
2: I don't know. get it.
3: <laughs>
0: we don't do that. So he just let let rip and it was a fantastic night. Uh, and, and Cam was the most animated I've seen Cam in, in since I've known him. a moment he a had a ball, right? <laughs> anyway, I think I'm gonna put it out there on social media, right? So Australian <laughs> distillers, okay. You might not agree with me, you might, you might not, doesn't matter, it's just put them out there. We need a distillery university. And we need a seasoned lecturer, Ben Osborne, to teach the way of branding. Getting out there and being a disruptor because you are my an absolute disruptor, me,
1: mate. It gets me in so much trouble. Um, I got uh, <laughs> another um, another uh, limited edition one, which I got. Um, I got over a dozen, a dozen death threats, um, <laughs> and like. I've gotten death threats for things that I've done before, which um, particularly offend niche groups um, oh, yeah. of. Well, I mean, people if you're who going to offend a
2: group, you might as well offend a
1: niche. Well, <laughs> maybe they're, maybe maybe they're not maybe they're not so niche because um, uh, somehow Trump got voted in. But um, political <laughs> oh, yeah. opinions... I did a, um, I did a product <laughs> called um, salty sore loser salted caramel vodka liqueur. And there was an animated picture of Trump, um, which I renamed as Grump. And um, Grump is crying over a a block of salted caramel, um, which gave it the saltiness. (laughs) And um, I posted this when he found out that he'd lost. And um, I got, well, firstly, we sold thousands of them, including yeah. my, my most proud sale, which accompanied the sa- uh, like the order of six bottles. Yeah. So they got a case and the note was just letting you know, this is for the people at the American Embassy. <laughs> I messaged them back and I was like, wait, did you buy them to send it to the American Embassy? Because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, and he goes, no, 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 we work there. We wanted to celebrate. And I'm just like, Oh, yeah, no. I got I got, yeah. I got some serious death threats and I'm like look I don't care if you voted for him or if you didn't um this is just a piece of comedy like I'm just yeah, having a joke yeah, and you can yeah, read yeah, through yeah. the wording the copy yeah. that I put in there and it's yeah. it's freaking hilarious like oh, this, right. brand, <laughs> this this brand idea started with a small loan of a billion dollars um it was just like just, oh, this, no. oh,
0: just so was- many.
1: Grab this product by the price oh! tag or something.
0: Oh! It's just like oh, we need to have a conversation after, after, or there. I think a lot to talk about. But so people,
1: that... people sending death threats, and I'm like, I'm clicking on their profiles because they're just messaging it to my Facebook page. I'm like, yeah. Linda from Queensland. I know where you work. Why? <laughs> why have I you threatened send this to, come... to your boss. Yeah. Why have you
0: threatened? to come to canberra to kill me yeah right. Right. wow so I'll, I'll tell you an independent bottling story of mine so hmm. i've followed american politics since uh, bill clinton i've had a fascination for american politics all the way through right so hmm. when it was hillary rodden Rod clinton and trump i when trump came on the scene came down the escalator and knowing The Apprentice and everything else, I thought, fuck, he's a serious threat. He's a real serious threat, right? Anyway, he demolished the field, as we know, and we know what happened in history. Mm-hmm. But my plan, my plan, and I went to Sydney Uni, uh, to the Uni Bar, and they basically run the election uh, from the morning all through the night, and you sit there and eat, drink, and, and just talk politics with with students. And, and I love that sort of thing, you know, deep dive politics, right? Yeah, So we're we're, we're watching it, we're watching it, we're watching it. And my plan the next day was to lay a cask and I was going to call it HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton. That was the plan. And I was going to talk (laughs) to the American Embassy a week later and say, hey, I've laid this cask on the day that she won. Let's talk in three years, right? Anyway, so we know (laughs) what happened. And I got yep. home and I was seriously depressed and I went, There is no fucking way am I calling this cask a Trump cask? There is no way. <laughs>
4: I, 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 I think we could find an appropriate Trump cask though. You find a find a what? An appropriate Trump Trump cask.
0: Uh you'd have to it, it'll drag be a it challenge in the mud. now. You'd, you'd have to have cats all running over it. You you would That's it. <laughs> yeah you you would have to absolutely destroy the whiskey oh what do we got we what can we leave got? it outside can't see mate send a photo to luke it, can you can you send that now live to luke and he'll put it up oh. on screen
2: share it's even animated it's so
1: a, video. It's a video. It's, not a yeah, video it's a video oh, it's a an video so that video, like I just posted that on Facebook, I didn't pay for, and we know how dog shit posting stuff on Facebook is. Like unless you yeah. promote it or pay for yeah. it,
0: yeah.
1: So they got 109 comments, 70 shares, 23,000 wow. views, 235 likes. Wow! And I, didn't, and I didn't pay for anything. It was purely What's just. On. That's wow. what was viral that day. That's what was pumping, and this checked those boxes, so the algorithm just picked it up and made me some money <laughs> oh, you've mate, got that right going it, you know?
2: viral haven't you
1: we've we've done it a couple of times and to do it even once has just been freaking phenomenal
0: yeah mate, that's so like i said i think you should be a senior lecturer at the australian distillers university <laughs> and the requirement is you got to wear the most colorful shirt you can to go to university Luckily,
1: <laughs> I only only own colorful shirts. All right, I've emailed it to you. I
0: think. Try and pull it up, Luke, if you can. That will would be fun. All oh, right, I so we're out. into one minute nine, and we're still not at, at the where one we are. Nine. Awesome, oh, yeah. So now I was
1: printing, designing everything in there. As far as speed goes, it was just I don't think any other brands been able to, I guess, conceive an idea and sell their first bottle. In under thirty minutes. That's, um, that's insane. So I was like, "Cool, I can bank on this and keep pushing, pushing new stuff." And then I wanted yeah. to get more experimental. Um, and I, I love a challenge. Unless something's challenging, it doesn't really quite, you know, get me going. Um, yeah. So I decided to get into the world of coffee. Um, yeah. And this was um, a, a coffee liqueur that I made, <laughs> and just designing the bottle um, took bloody eight months. Um, Is that a bottle or a tin? So it's a stainless steel bottle, and um, we had to work at getting the um, it remanufactured from an olive oil can manufacturer, and repurposing the inside lining so that it would be suitable for spirits and that it wouldn't taint flavour. And we had trials and blah blah blah. Eight months later like, cool, we have oh. a very freaking expensive bottle that there is. Uh, but I was just so obsessed with doing it. And then it ended up costing like $8.20 to make a freaking tea. <laughs> and I was just like, this is such an expensive bottle. Um, but I was like, cool. I haven't really thought about what product to put in it. Um, <laughs> but then I, then I went down the rabbit hole of how do we cold brew coffee? How do we infuse coffee with, with booze? Because yeah. I am an absolute coffee fiend. So going down that, I started my own coffee company. I started learning to roast coffee, um, started working with other coffee roasters, started like gypsy roasting, um, then bought equipment then started roasting my own coffee. And then I was like, cool, I've now the coffee side of things. Now let's brew. Brewing. Holy crap. Turning coffee that's been brewing, which is essentially muddy water into like a clear product that you can put in a bottle that isn't gonna continue to change too much flavor because there's so much sediment, nightmare. I started calling around other people in the industry. Then I was talking to people in Italy. I was talking to people in Germany. I was talking to people in America who were doing cold brew stuff and no one's cracked the shelf stable cold brew without alcohol. And um, because they couldn't produce enough in an efficient enough way to actually put out the liquid and um, four months of me being obsessed with figuring it out. um, We, we cracked it (laughs) and it was like, I was like, cool, I could be the first company to be selling shelf stable cold brew in Australia. Um, And I was just like, that'd be awesome. Um, But then I got distracted with something else. So that's something I need to work on again. But, um, but then the main thing was like, Oh man, I can't be bothered with this like non-alcohol related legislation for, um, what? how much sugar is in there or what are the ingredients and all this sort of stuff and I was just like man there's no ingredients it's just freaking sugar but the liabilities of it and I was just like nah not interested anymore but at least I can use my brewing system for booze um, so now I sell cold brew concentrate to like bloody ice creameries gelato places other people who are making coffee spirits um, for all my own liqueurs for kegs cocktails, we've started selling like twenty-liter kegs of espresso martini, um, bottled espresso martinis, and it's just been a coffee obsession. So the coffee thing was really cool. Um, yeah, wow. I, I enjoyed hey on, that.
0: I'll, yeah. Stop for a sec. Stop for a sec. So mm. I just want to, I want to throw something in. I, I want to see how you respond to this. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm an executive uh, from Diageo or Pernod Ricard. And I come to you and I go, "Eh, You you got something there? You got got the bones or something? We're interested. Here's 50 million. Um, go. Oh, um, which
1: which which idea, which company, which business are they interested in? Uh, You break
0: it down. You it's not the whole shebang, it's not the whole the whole thing.
1: Ah, yeah, I have, I have, um, I've like. Numerous trusts I have half a dozen companies I've got different structures of businesses under each of those companies. Certain companies own assets, others own intellectual property
0: yeah huh Where'd you learn that um that's a really specialized skill that that's that's financial oh, advisement. That that that's protecting assets. How do you how oh, did you do it? Oh yeah. Don't tell me you did a course that was gonna take six months and you did it in a week.
1: Um,
0: no, not quite. I um
1: I I always have like YouTube videos of like people who are super interested in shit playing in the background while I'm doing other stuff that doesn't need me to be really concentrating. Like when I was doing bottling, I'd mm-hmm. always be learning and listening and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But um I just listened to more and more multimillionaire, billionaire people and how they'd structured everything. And yeah. I'm friends with a lot of like business people who are and lawyers and accountants and people who are doing like huge shit and just really well off. And I would just talk to them. And this is where that like comes in. Cause I'm talking to a lawyer friend who charges like 880 bucks an hour. Um, and I'm just like, dude, I had this idea and call me crazy. But if I structured shit like this and he goes, Oh yeah, that's that's like that's like what every politician does. And I'm like huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're on to something here. Now, and, speaking um... of
2: uh of shady politicians, uh <laughs> let's just segue back to our grump and mm-hmm. let's see whether this works.
1: I use like I use like I use that royalty free shit just because. Like, <laughs> um oh, yeah, God, if you can is... if you can if you can see the text on it, like the the bloody the copy that I wrote for it. Um, another signature <laughs> of me is misspelling shit. I wanted to mention myself in an article as a serial entrepreneur and. <laughs> The first comment was, well, bro, do you own Kellogg's? And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I spelled cereal wrong. <laughs> so I'm like, there's, a, there's, a, there's another word of advice. Don't don't worry about spelling. You can Sorry. have someone to check check Sorry. that shit for you.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The internet. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, no. Oh, the, so worst, cool. the worst one was recently I ordered, like, I ordered
0: uh, that's Ben, stop, yeah. That is yeah. the best line. The, <laughs> the best line on Aussie Craft still is shooting the shit. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take it. We're gonna segue, and it's gonna be promo going forward. that, is oh, that was so fun. Um, <laughs>
1: um, oh, but also with the, um, with the where did I learn all this sort of stuff? Um, Dad's, a, Dad's a CEO <laughs> who's owned an IT company for ages, and Mum's the um, chief financial officer. And they started their IT stuff, I think it's been like 30 years they've been running the company from. So to be able to have a conversation at dinner every day Mm. with these powerhouses of knowledge um, and all of their connections from 30 to 40 years in the IT industry that they've had. Um, And that's another thing. Like you can repurpose stuff from other industries Mm. Um, other ideas and other methods don't look at just what aussie distillers are doing yeah. look at what the wine industry what the brewing industry what the marketing industry what people mm-hmm. are doing with e-commerce what people are with doing all the money. with all the shipping because there's so many ideas to be got from absolutely everywhere don't narrow in too much keep a wide eye because i've learned stuff from tech ceos yeah. that have I've applied to like the booze industry, and it's done wonderful, wonderful things. Um, so yeah, oh, don't yeah. don't. Go, wow, that distillery is doing this thing. I'm going to do exactly what they're doing.
0: No, don't re- don't restrict yourself. Can I? Can it's I just serious. add something to that comment? So, Paul and I, Paul, who's now mixing some honey with what are you mixing it with? The honey spirit. So we're playing around, right? And Paul and I very much come from the the point of view, and Todd does as well. Of um, Someone says something and you go, why? And you yeah. go, because, ba, 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 ba. Okay. Why? Uh, uh, yeah. Because, ba, 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 And you go, he goes, why? Yeah. Right? You are constantly, it's not challenging. You well, you ask it is, is.
4: It is cha- it's challenging everything. Until you prove it wrong yourself,
0: it's not wrong. Mm. It's it learning, is. though. It, it's how we all learn, right? It, it, why, do it's, I, why do I have to wait five
1: years to be a brand rep?
0: Why? Yeah. Oh, just
1: because. I'm like, not good enough. I'm going to do it. Um, talking to people in distilleries that are like, oh, you're not going to make any money for the first five to ten years. Why? I'm like, why? Yeah. Um, I was like, I've made, um, and this is how I set up a lot of my productions was I do a pre-release. So it would be I'm releasing that first unicorn product. Um, I hadn't made any of it yet. I said it's coming out in a month. You can pre-order it now. I had paid for my whole first batch before I had even ordered it, before I'd even paid for any of it. So it was like you can you can set stuff up with very little money. You've just got to be yeah,
0: you're just going to be really crafty. I'm <laughs> <And> very confident. <laughs> you got you got to yeah, you, know, you you got to have the you got you to be tenacious. Big ones. You gotta have big ones. Absolutely, you gotta have big ones. Uh, you gotta take risks. There's no question. You gotta take risks, right? Um, hmm. So what, one of the one of the things which I find quite fascinating, and I'm not going to name any names at all, right? But say I'm I'm I want to learn how to distill, right? Mm-hmm. So I go mm-hmm. and learn how to distill at a certain place, right? And they teach yeah. me everything on how they make whiskey, specifically whiskey as an example, right? And you go, yeah. cool. And then the mindset is, okay, I like what I'm tasting, so therefore I'm going to go away and I'm going to build a distillery, which is basically the same as the distillery that I learned from. And you go, why? Yeah. Why? Just, you just mm. you need to find your own way. And I hear it time and time again from my mentors, from, from people in the industry, you have to find your own way. Right. be yourself just, um, train and go well i want the same still i'm going to use the same mash bill i'm going to use the same temperatures i'm going to use the same barrels why <laughs> learn experiment test it it's so so yeah. important anyway i'm yeah, raving yeah. now and That's i haven't had a lot it. of alcohol tonight i'm just like to point that out so i blame the vaccine it's it's really fucking me up so anyway carry on <laughs> we'll, we'll blame, well, we've actually we'll
2: had a uh... A very long question just
0: come in. Oh, Linton! Linton's on in uh, two weeks from Windmill. Uh, yes, two weeks. No, so, what's he saying? And uh, do they NFPs and
2: to... blockchain?
0: That's oh, uh... Jesus. <laughs> oh, Okay, I'm going to be <laughs> making a of coffee and I, and I might go to bed because I got no idea what you guys are going about to talk about. Carry on, carry on. I, um... I, I'm releasing something in this space
1: soon, as a fucking
0: joke. <laughs> oh, um, well, you are not it. doing an NFT, please. If it <laughs> sells for hundred thousand dollars, I'm I leaving the uh, room.
1: I can't, I can't say it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, well, I'm doing some, I'm doing something in this space, and it's not please. actually, it's just a meme product on NFTs. Um, I, I honestly have not done enough research into it. I see that it's huge. I see that it's producing a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I, have, I don't have enough information or, or knowledge in this area to comment. But um, I do love taking the piss out of something that's culturally iconic. And um, in I think the equipment arrives in the next week or two. And then I'm going to release you got equipment uh, as well. Equipment. Okay, equipment. right. I bought, a, um, I bought a canning line from California. And I've bought a keg filler, and I've upgraded my label printer. So now I've got one that does—I think it's eighty thousand labels a
0: day. What are you doing with your old one? Yeah, I was about to ask that.
1: It'll—it'll <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll probably just—it'll stay here as a backup because I was gonna uh, buy—I oh. was gonna buy—I was gonna buy a second one um, anyway, just to have here because I always yeah, like my backup equipment. Just—just yeah. um, well,
4: just putting it out there, I know a good home for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well let me know if you ever need anything printed um my new label printer will be um,
0: fully
4: 80
1: 000 labels what could we do with eighty thousand labels?
0: oh <laughs> uh, that's even, about what five years production <laughs> even, even if you need
1: a small small amount just in an envelope holler because i'll print it for like i don't know 20 cents or some shit oh like, mate we're, we're
0: gonna come down and see it's it's, uh, yep. it's been too long yeah you and i haven't caught up face to face and <clears throat> eons and i just uh yeah (laughs) you you, you're doing some really good shit we're at one minute um, 23 and we're still not at the end of the Ben story so keep pushing mate keep pushing i'm gonna i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit and then i'll come back to where we're at in the story is um because
1: i was mentioning some of the equipment that i've got on the way um i've also bought a because i got the can filler i've got a a can labeling line that'll do i think like five thousand cans an hour um so i'll be able to put stuff through um label cans if anyone wants to do like gin and tonics vodka lime sodas all that cool shit we'll be able to print all the labels and produce them in-house so like hmm. yep. I, I I just want to keep creating people's brands and ke- like making cool shit with them so like if if you wanted That's to so do cool. or if Kairu wanted to do like a gin and tonic can hmm. come through I'll design a label for you because freaking hell, designing a label is going to cost you like 12 grand. We can do that in-house. We can then print it and then we can then put it in the freaking can and label that goddamn can. Like, one stop like, shop,
0: baby. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something. You are so... like
1: Amazon. You, you,
2: <laughs> you're heading towards Bezos territory, but with
0: a lot <laughs> more hair. You're going to... Looking for yeah. eternal life. You, you're going to be on the 2023 lamb ads. That's that's my prediction. But uh, oh, hell yeah. Anyway, anyway, what, what I was going to say is, um, so when Craftworks started, it started with a mash bill pretty well based on a on a stout beer, and then over mm-hmm. the over the years, it sort of developed, and it's now pretty much like a porter. And my dream is to turn it back into a beer. Uh, Uh So I got a local brewer, mate, Davey Boy, who's going to brew it as a beer and it'll be the Craftworks beer. So, fuck, we're going to talk, mate. We're going to talk. We (laughs) do. um,
1: I do cool shit. Like, I think I produce, I think I'm at 38 different brands. Um, But one of them that I produce for a a winery, um, we're getting this, like, super, super vintage um, musket that they've got. And we're going to... It into like a pack, and then we're gonna put um a gin into that, and then we're gonna have like a a trio pack of like dry gin, the musket barrel aged uh gin, and then the musket and like a little just these fun little collabs. And they're gonna be so freaking delicious and so fun to work with the people. Um, like I i just signed up to a a filmmaking school, which is what I'm working on at the moment because I want to make um. I want to tell these stories, but make them look real like Hollywood, boys. And um, so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, we're going to do all of this cool shit, and I'm going to make an ad for it. And they're like, well, how much is the ad going to cost? They're expensive. And I was like, free. I just really want to – just give me creative freedom, and I'm freaking happy. And they're like, yeah, do whatever you
0: want. I'm like, perfect. Ben, I, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to throw something out, and I, and I don't know if she's listening, but mm. – um, so I did the, the uh, Tassie um, uh, Whiskey Academy with Anne. Uh, it was the first one, right?
1: Oh, I've done the one with Anne as well.
0: Yeah, you've done it with Anne yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So, So it's sort of evolved now into the Distillers Institute, right? Mm-hmm. And at the ADA conference, Anne was uh, thinking of doing a session, uh, yeah, a, a training session at the Distillers Institute. So I said yeah. to Anne, why don't you get some of the earlier guys back to give their own experiences of, you know, where they went from the course to where they actually have their own distillery and, and give them a, a real a real life scenario of what it is like to own your own distillery, small, the, 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 you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. And Ant said, I love that. And so she said to me, do you want to be part of it? And I said, yeah, absolutely, I'll be part of it because I'm down there for the ADA conference and, and the whiskey show and other things. Mate, yeah. you should do it with me.
1: Yeah, hello. I'm super keen. Always good You're going to go to the ADA conference? I think I'm in the Sydney Easter show then. That's oh. the one in
0: Melbourne, yeah. Um, yeah, it's in Melbourne in April. I'm going to be at one of my busiest events of the year. <laughs> oh, bugger, Because it, seriously, you be and your experience... Keen. I yeah, think, your experience. I'm not sure but if it, the even, timing even if you...
1: lines up, but I think I might be able to fly directly from Melbourne back up to Sydney. Yeah. Um and I don't think I miss a day or i just be cutting it fine. But um okay. I'm keen I'm keen to go. I'll try. Um, but it, I'm I'm really at the the arms of COVID right now because oh, I don't know how many um, we're all in that many... boat. I don't know how many know staff that. are going to drop out the week before or the day before or the day of or during. So it's you just don't know. logistically a freaking nightmare. Well,
0: yeah. dead, dead serious, I'm doing this online. Uh, <laughs> I really think it'd be so cool if you and me could double team and do a session with the Distillery Institute and give you know, a real world experience of two distillers, two industry people and the good, the bad and the ugly. Hell yeah. Because we talked about it right at the start, you know, this is not an easy game, God, yeah. so <laughs> it's not a game. No,
1: no I it's it a little
0: a bit, a game, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd love to, I'd be super keen. Right. I'll, um, we'll just how, anyway, how, how we're at 129, so we normally cut off and say thanks, go away, but we're going to k- push on because we still haven't heard the end of Ben's story, so keep going, mate. All right, right, I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking about the
1: equipment that I've got on the way. Um, yeah. there, are, there are some more cool things as well, um, but mum might be watching and she'll be really mad. Um, <laughs> she, the, every, every day something new rocks up or I'm telling them about something I've ordered and they're just like, Jesus Christ, stop spending money. I'm like, but it's just so many cool toys that I get to use. Um,
0: <laughs> what, do you, what do you got?
1: <laughs> I, um, I, bought a, I bought a fully automated bottling line
4: um so, sparkly
1: yeah nice. <laughs> so I own um so I've got a I've got a, a wine company a brewing company a distilling company and a coffee company and a lot so of wildlife, you know. uh, yeah so I've got this system because I um because of all these brands that I manufacture for other people um yeah. and wineries as well so I make other people's wine brands. Um, some of the wine bottling stuff, holy crap. Um, there's no one that can do like small to medium size productions and make them achievable. yeah. Um, yeah, 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 the minimum orders and runs for stuff is just ridiculous. So I want to work with more small producers to help them get bigger and pay for the equipment that like I've had other small producers help me get to where I am. I want to be able to be that person for other people and help them go, you know, come here and they're like oh man we'd love to do a batch of wine or we'd love to be able to produce this bigger batch of this to meet this and i'm like let's make your dreams come true let's like let's do all this cool stuff (laughs) um let's let's make it as easy as possible because i goddamn know how hard it is but having someone help you out is just phenomenal so um Mm. that that equipment should be here unfortunately just after sydney easter show which would be cool but um okay moving back to equipment that i bought before um you still once talk about to, it, still. once it got to yeah once it got to that stage where i was just like holy shit i bought warehouse 1 i bought the warehouse next to it and then i bought the warehouse next to that as well yeah. um, which was you know not ideal at the time but looking back on it accidental genius and here's why <laughs> <laughs> all of the separate sections have different like hazardous area ratings so oh, wow. having 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 um, one warehouse that's dedicated just to bottling and then having an office upstairs of that warehouse, which is completely separate and has zero hazardous rating, to then yeah. the still house, which has a hazardous rating for a certain period of it, to having the bulk spirit store, which will eventually have barrels and the IBCs of spirit and all the vats and stuff, yeah. to having the highest um, hazardous area rating. And meant that... Yeah. I was able to save uh, and oh my God, the expenses of making sure that everything is up to code is, it's just absolutely insane. This is a, this is another thing that's not talked about a ton. And a lot of people that I've seen start setups and you know, there's a, a standard PowerPoint in the photo next to their still. And I'm like, man, like, I've got light fixtures that are five meters up, or five, like eight meters up. And each of those light fixtures, because it's within a certain hazardous area zone, each of those light fixtures costs like 550 bucks because they're mm-hmm. IECEX rated. And yep. I was like, everything is rated and everything is zoned properly. So setting all of that stuff up properly was just like, it's a part of that. How much do you think your distillery is gonna cost you? Whatever you think it is double it and then double it again let's just
0: keep double it just, and keep doubling it yeah keep yeah, yeah. going because I was yeah.
1: like and I was I was like look I got a, I've talked to a ton of producers I've been to like 50 different distilleries around Australia I got a ton of people in the industry that I'm friends with and no matter how many people I've talked to there's still going to be stuff that just pops up and it's just like man I couldn't have planned for that like mm. shit mm. and it just hits you because I was like all right well and that's where that for example when i got my still put in and i was getting everything commissioned and i was trying to get my um, potable spirit store with a proper ventilation system as and a separate ventilation system just for the still house um i got quoted like eighty two thousand dollars for a ventilation system yeah and i'm like why this is again why. I was like, what the hell? I was like, look, I've got an industry leader in hazardous area safety for distillery. He did all of the work for like four pillars and starwood. And I hired him to do this so my distillery is mega well set up. Like everything yeah. is spick and
0: span. Your future proofing. And what's that? Your future proofing, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah.
1: Everything, everything's set up for them. Um yep. and I was just like, why? Why is that so freaking expensive? And then shopped around, talked to more people, talked to other distillers. And they're like, oh, yeah, that system. Well, if you redo this system, which is similar for petrol stations, then it still meets all the codes. And it'll only cost you like eight grand. And I'm like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck? Mate, these are secrets. Man, you're releasing secrets.
1: (laughs) I was just like... Dude, what the hell? I was like, what wow. the heck? Oh, this this freaking system, like, what? What? So you could do. The, the, there's one example, and then we had this other hazardous areas. He was like the inspector who would come in and like look over all the electrical work, make sure everything was up to code, and he would like audit that whole process that I'd been through, and yep. make sure that everything on this signed dossier was checked off. Yeah. And he's gone through and he's just gone... He's looked at and he's gone, nah, man, I've got to reproduce this report for you. Um, You're going to need to get all of this stuff repurposed with this equipment. You can buy it all through me. And we're going to him like, man, are you seriously trying to rip me off? Like, over 100K to just rip all of this shit out and try again so that you can certify it with your
0: equipment? Yeah. And, like, and move to the next person. And then the next yeah. person... Yeah, it's the money. It's the money spinner. Yeah. I know. I know someone someone who uh the story i heard is they bought a still out of america sorry still uh, a mill out, out of america and hmm. it exceeded australian uh requirements right but because it didn't meet australian requirements it wasn't good enough right so they go hmm. you gotta modify it right so they go uh oh, 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 okay girl. so back will modify it, right how much that gonna cost cost a fortune right yeah. Mm. Then, because it was an Australian, an American still that had been modified, that wasn't acceptable. And they go, "But hang on, we've got an American still which has got a much higher level of compliance. We've modified it to meet Australian requirements." They go, "Yeah, but it's not. It's an American still. Yeah. So you've you modified it. So therefore, it's it's not compliant." They go, "Well, oh, fuck. What do you do?" <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> and. It, there is uh, and I, I hear this from people a lot of consultants that come in, they'll take forty thousand dollars off you and basically turn around and go, You can't do it. And you go, Oh legit, okay, I'll move on. Uh, when I when I hired this bloke, he's just he's just he's, These are the dark secrets in the industry, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's he's vetted my like application to hire him, being like yeah man we need to we need to talk about this like in depth to see if i even can produce something that you'd be able to use mm. cuz there's people setting up distilleries in in zones that you can never have a distillery in and like yeah. they've already got stills and mm. oh there's just there's so many ways that you can get fucked over and so oh, having you. that having that mentor and this comes back to those relationships in the industry yeah. having a mentor mm. someone who's done the time someone who's done it cherish cherish those people because they have they have done the mistakes that are going to potentially ruin you Hmm. like some some poor guy i was talking to he was trying to set up a distillery in like a really urban area like in the city and he set one up and it was incorrect zoning he couldn't get any hazardous area certificates he then set up his still which he didn't have an excise manufacturer's license for. Ouch. Okay. And and he paid someone 45 grand to build the still. Oh. And um, to, to like, to, he paid over 100K for the still, but then he paid someone to like build it and certify it for him. Yeah. And the bloke hadn't even fastened the freaking nuts on it properly. It's just like, if you had turned this on, the light fixture that is a meter above, yeah. He goes, yeah. I was going to charge my still at like I don't know, because it's only like a two hundred liter still. We wanted to get a lot out of it, so we're going to charge it at about like ninety percent alcohol, and then we're just going to make gin with it. And I was like, Whoa, yeah.
3: man! Stop. Oh. I, was, I
1: was like, you've already been, you've already been, you've been ripped off like forty five k getting some person to build this product, like build this equipment for you. Yeah,
0: no, there's people with, out there. with a
1: cert- with a certificate that doesn't mean anything.
0: They'll, they'll, um, they'll, they'll take your money, right? I, I think what, one of the defining moments, and it's a very sad story, is uh, Adams Distillery in Tasmania when they had mm-hmm. the, that fire, right? So direct, direct gas-fired still, and it was a horrific accident, and you know someone got injured severely. The stills were a complete write-off. They, they were lucky that half the distillery survived, right? But what that has done, it's had a ripple effect in the industry, and I know distillers now who are getting approached by EPA council and everyone else and going, "Yeah, we don't think you're actually compliant now." Okay, but hang on, I was compliant. I've done all the things. Going, "Yeah, now, no, not yeah. now." So they're coming down hard, really, really hard, particularly Tasmania. It hasn't yeah. hit the mainland yet, but it's gonna roll through the mainland for sure. So there's been when um, people when people talk oh, to me about opening, the Sydney area, I've heard. Say again. In the Sydney area, a few
1: friends in there have yeah. <laughs> they get visited regularly, and I was like, oh shit. Especially during the the great hand sanitizer production oh, was, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of 2020. Great, yeah. great hand sanitizer production, right, yeah. which has left a number of distillers with raw material that they can't, <laughs> can't do anything because with. Because yeah. the, the the what was the going rate? It was about $25 for 500 mils. And then the big guys came back in and said, step away, boys. We're here at $7 for a litre, and uh, that just destroyed it overnight. So a lot of distillers made good money in a short period of time and absolutely mm. good on them. You know, they jumped on, and there was a, a need for it. But the great, yeah, the great hand sanitizer thing
1: is. Man, is, is I, had a, great. I had a great time during the hand sanitizer thing. I mean, it's yeah. obviously horrible all the shit that was going on, but yeah. Um, I think we made about twenty-three thousand liters for local hospitals, and um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Had, exactly. Um, and a lot of people were servicing my- basic need. It was, it was mm. the need was there, mm.
1: and yeah. the um the good thing we signed up with um ACT Health and we're like. Yeah. This is, this is how much it costs us. Yep. This is like the bare minimum we need to make to justify yep. stopping all our production to do it. Um, um, this is us with our pants down. How much do you want? We're going to need some help getting equipment. And the government was just like, here's a space that you can use. Here's this and this. And um, wow. so all of my friends are like, strippers, drag queens, comedians, performing (laughs) artists. And um, so they all have ABNs. Um, So I'm there, bottling and manufacturing jerry cans of hand sanitizer with a production line of strippers, burlesque dancers and drag queens. (laughs) Um, It was the most fun. And I still, and, and the drag queens still come out and help us with production. Um, They're wonderful.
0: They're great to work with. All right, we're now at one hour 43 So Hang on,
3: hang on. We're about.
0: We're about to shatter the record, which was Ned Gahan from Waterford Distillery, an Irish person that likes a good crack, and we just cracked on for hours. Right, and uh, it was one of our better ones. So we are going to shatter the record tonight. so Ned's coming back on to reclaim, right? But we are still not at the end of your story, so keep going.
1: Yeah, so we, um, we finally, I finally go, well, it is now, it makes no sense for me to produce at other people's places. Um, I want to move from just blending stuff with E&A um, and adding colours and sparkles to it and actually making something. Um, so i ordered ordered my still um and but i'm not sure do people uh, uh, will will they appreciate hearing like where we got it from no 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 is that something that we stop
0: stop explain that explain why so you have a chinese still right
3: Mm
0: -hmm. why did you go that way and and there's no there's no good, bad, ugly in this. It's understanding why you went to China. What, what was the driver for that? I'm, I'm curious. So the decider was
1: I wanted it as soon as possible. That's um, the lead time thing, yes. Yep. The lead time thing. And um, if you haven't noticed already, I'm very impatient and I like to do things <laughs> as soon as I have the idea. Yeah. So for me to even have to wait six months, terrible the it was, pain. it was pain, painful but like if i went to germany i would have been paying like four and a half times more for yep. a similar ish product yep um and it would have taken five years to a decade to arrive. <laughs> yeah that's it's the like, right list now. these um these these stills coming from these like super big branded steel manufacturers yeah. it's like look we bought a rolls royce Yep. We're waiting for it to come in like five years Yep. and we're banking on saying everything's produced with a Rolls Royce. All of the world's most awarded gins or vodkas or whiskies come from this particular still. Mm-hmm. And like <clears throat> they're super high quality. Yeah. They're great. But to get from A to B, yeah, you can, you can get a Bentley, which is about half the price. Um, yeah. And so I chose a Chinese still because um, – It was, I spoke to maybe 22 other distilleries who'd purchased from, uh, like around the world, that had purchased from this company. Um, Problems with it, how was customer support, how was setting it up, how's the spirit, tried their products, tried their products in a a tasting line. So heaps and heaps and heaps of research into it and anyone who's looking to get there still for the first time, figure out where to go again, talk to your mates who are producers go, you know, I got this from Germany and it's producing awesome stuff and it's going to be here for generations. And I'm like, my still will not last generations, but you know, it's going to be producing awesome shit for its lifespan.
0: And the reality is in Australia right now, Mm -hmm. um, you basically got um, Burns Wilding Fabrication, you've got Stillsmith, you've got Nap Lua, you've got uh H is H I eight H I and WA. They're all massive lead times now. Yeah, so I- if you go, hey, I want a distillery, what do I do? It's it's really hard right now it's supply and demand and you know demand is outstripping supply no question but then as you said you go to germany or you go to the u.s or, or whatever um it's really hard and china is producing there's a lot of challenges with china as far as logistics and shipping and Conversation. just, bathroom, to go to just, the roof just thing, talking
1: man. to them, getting something custom made um, yep. and getting tweaks to it. Oh, my Lord. I um, luckily, again, have a friend who fluent um, and is a lawyer. She's an international lawyer. So yeah. I was just like, hey, Sarah, can you take this over? Because you can get this conversation done in a FaceTime or a phone call. In like two minutes, or it's going to take me a week of Google translated emails. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, being able to do that, it was a case of like, this is taking forever. How can I do it quicker? I have a friend who speaks it fluently. And now I have a wonderful relationship with the steel manufacturers because there's nothing better than them being able to speak in their own um, language to someone who's talking about the products that they're providing for them and yeah it was yeah. it just made things so much easier
0: makes it easier but let me tell you a story and you might not know this so i mm. spent uh so i lived in hong kong from 1997 7 eight, nine, uh 2000 i lived in hong kong and mm. i spent a fair bit of time in southern china uh joint mm-hmm. ventures this is my former life nothing to do with distilling right I was in the printing ink game, so packaging, that was my bag, packaging, right? Heavily involved in packaging. Anyway, so you would go into these state-of-the-art Chinese in the middle of fuck-knows-where, right? And they would all be wearing lab coats and hairnets and gloves, and you go, oh, yeah, okay, oh, these guys understand, you know, the whole, whole thing about... Um, you know, uh, uh, treating the product uh, properly and cleanliness and everything else, but they walked around in thongs or bare feet, and you went, <laughs> you haven't got it. You have not got it. You don't understand. So it, it's evolved a hell of a lot from then. Absolutely mm. it's evolved, but I always find it fascinating because I, I think back to those days, they were so focused on, this, this having this right image that yeah, we're clean where we do everything from a technological base you know we're the Western world but we wear thongs or bare feet <laughs> like, and using really nasty solvents that'll kill you nowhere else in the world's using them but hey you know that's just what we do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Todd, you can vouch mate you can vouch in Indonesia Danya,
4: Todd. Sorry. I, I managed. To, yeah, some, someone muted me because Kathy's watching telly. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. You heard what I said but, about uh,
4: Indi- Yeah. So they were my biggest thing was to get them out of thongs and into <sighs> um, barter bullets. So still wearing the safety still, shoes. Yeah, they weren't even safety shoes, but at least they had shoes on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, and, and you'd go around behind. I bought this rather expensive scale. Uh, it, was, it was really expensive. I walk around the side and they'd cut off the the, um, the 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 plug and there's these two wires stuck into the wall. Oh <laughs> so, my
0: god. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was a different world. Different world. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. We are now at 151. We're into the home stretch. Ben, keep pushing. <laughs> Tell us your story. Um,
1: yep, so we ordered the still um again i'm super indecisive um where most people would have like one still dedicated to this one still dedicated to this i got a i got a still that i could use as a pot still i could use it as a column and it had the yeah. um had the basket as well and i could turn yeah. off in all of these columns actually it's on on my bottle so it's
0: yeah i saw look. that recent that's there's, cool that's very there's good mystery.
1: There's my still, then we go to a, a template column, and then we go to oh, basket nice. and then the condenser. Hmm. And yeah. yeah, I could turn off each of the, the channels. So like if one day I want to make whiskey, um, might be able to do it through that still. If I wanted to do a stripping run, I could do that. If I wanted to do um, gin, I can do that. Um, just allowed me to be able to do more things. Yep. Um, so again, look at what you want to produce. If you're going to do gins, do you need a basket? Um how customizable is it? Is it gonna set you in one particular thing?
0: Yeah. So mm. I
1: started with this because it's it's like a three hundred litre still. It can do pretty much anything I'll ever want to do until I figure out exactly what it is that I want to do. But at the moment just tinkering and making all these different things is always a, a, a heap of fun.
0: So Okay. So we're now we are now at the point, the current point where you are right now. Or- mm-hmm. There's still more. Or, uh, oh, are good. we at where you are right now? This is where you are, yeah. Oh, so got the still eight months ago,
1: maybe ish. And then yeah. it was, then it was. Let's let's make gin because um, yeah. I've been making making all the coffee stuff, um, the liqueurs, and then I was making my first ever like spirit that didn't have any freaking sugar in it. And I was like, yeah. there's no I was like, there's there's no hiding now. There is there is if it's shit, it's gonna be fucking shit. You can't cover that with <laughs> sugar. Um, so I was like, let's um let's make a gin. And I was just spam calling all of my friends in the industry. They were like, yeah. What do you recommend? Like where am I getting my botanicals from? Like, do I go organic? Do I go non? Do I like it? what are the supply chains like if I if it blows up and I need to plan for the future or getting bigger, what's scalable? Like, how am I going to have a consistent product? Like what flavor profiles am I going to go for? What, what freaking gin do I make first? What style? (laughs) What's going (laughs) to, and it was just like, it was like, Oh, this is so exciting. I'm going to make some cool shit. So I bought, um, Oh, actually, I think one of them's in the background. background.
0: No, I can't really see it. No, well we, We've right. had Crafty <laughs>
4: walk away and get a beer,
0: so feel well, free. I it. <laughs> a, a, a gin, mate. Yeah, but I <laughs> showed my bum crack as I was going to the fridge. To, to get that <laughs> That's it. Hang on. Promo. Oh, 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 oh. And clover. I mean, this oh. technically shouldn't be here. Yeah. Oh, t-money. look at that. I've one of somewhere Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I've seen one of those somewhere. I just bought a Portuguese 10-litre. They that look looks smaller. very fucking similar, mate. Which is hit so this is um, from Winequip. Oh, shout you
1: went wine. Sh- shout out to my man Mark, hooking me up with all the good shit. Um, Wait, this is guy. this is this is Richard because he looks like a bit of a dick.
0: That's the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Yeah.
1: But that's my. That's very little The
0: Portuguese still.
1: Yeah, so that's my little my little three liter one that I can do like super small botanical distillates in. Oh, Okay. With, like,
4: yep. Put it, I was going, going to say, flower. it doesn't look very big. <laughs>
0: it's the angle it's the of the not the size camera. that matters. It. It's how you use it. It's not how small. It's how you use it. I on, know. Guys. I know. I know. Well, look, It's <laughs> got <good>. curve. It's got curve. That's it. <laughs>
1: If you, you angle anyway, it's all journey. about, it's all about oh, the crazy. camera. It's all that's about
4: crazy. the camera oh, angles, boys. <laughs> um, so and, the, and the last of our watches have just disappeared. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm <that's> sure. <laughs> we're about to crash through the the Ned Gahan Waterford <laughs> Distillery episode. Well, I got to do one more. I got to do one more shower out. Go um, for it, mate. You, you have to another, finish up. Go for it.
1: I got another. Right? I got another still. It's um, it's a 20 liter still. Yeah, um, right. it's like a twenty little pot still. Um her name is Bridget, named after her best friend. Um yeah. she said that she would neck a bottle if I mentioned her on the podcast because she's watching at home. Bridget. Um we gotcha. Start necking. Bridget, Bridget is Bridget has been there since like day freaking one. Um right. on like we met on a wine tour. Like this is before I even started producing shit. And she was there at all of my markets. She was she was like, your little team here. Like she was the number one to the point where some of these viral articles are like pictures of me with my arm around Bridget and we're at a market holding a bottle and all the comments and we're talking thousands of comments is like, oh my God, the cutest husband and wife team. They're so <laughs> And like, we'd be working markets together and it's just like, so how long have you and your husband been together? I'm like, I'm 21. Like what the? Hell? <laughs> we're married, we're best friends. And they're just like, but the – anyway,
0: um, shout-out to Tom, Bridget's boyfriend. I have so, so, <laughs> is... You do a shout-out. We're going to do a shout-out because we have a Bridget as well. Mm-hmm. Have a, we have a Bridget. So our Bridget – Everyone should have the Todd and a Bridget. Everyone <laughs> needs a Bridget and a Todd in their life and maybe a Luke, but, you know, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Take it uh, leave it. <laughs> anyway, so our Bridget <laughs> – I'm open uh, to offers.
3: She, anyone got, who uh, pays more
0: than crafty – I might look you up. Anyone who <laughs> yeah. So Bridge, our Bridget, she has a number of casks down uh, South Australia um, at a mm. distillery called McLaren Vale. and uh, So Bridge lives in uh, Sydney, and I've known Bridge for a number of years. I met her in South Australia, and she wants to release her casks. And so we got talking, so Todd, myself, and, and, and Bridge. Uh, we got talking and friends and going, well, mm. you know, why don't you pull them out of the South Australian distillery, move them up into Kraftworks because it's close to home. They're mm. your barrels, right? Uh, and we've tasted them and they're really good barrels. And we go, we, mm. can, we can do something through Kraftworks, right? And she's got connections in Singapore. She has family connections in Singapore, right? Awesome, and She wants yeah. to get her product into Singapore. So... All we've talked about it for the last Todd year and a half. Yeah, maybe. it's probably two years. It might be probably pre-COVID. two years. Yeah, it is probably. And Bridge, if you're not watching, you need to. Um, <laughs> and and COVID has just got in the way. Bang every time. Mm. Bang bang yeah. bang. So the plan is that Todd and I are going to do a covert covert operation. Go down to uh, Adelaide. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a lot of distiller friends and bars that 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 will that will, will have a. We'll have a few good days down there. Then we'll load up the van and we'll come back and we'll yep. put it into Graphworks and then we'll run with the project with Bridge. So everyone needs a Bridget in their life. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheers to cheers that. Cheers to Bridget. I yeah. know, I know, cheers. mate. I know. All right, I think we better wrap it up, guys, because we're at 159. We're at the end of your story, which was question one. Ben, All tell right. us about you. I'll, like I'll wrap this...
2: it up real quick. Have, have we well, uh, oh, hang we on. Hang on. Okay, go. We really we just go, go
1: We've got to gin. We've got to get to at least 2 hours. I got 20 seconds. Okay. Um, go That's fine. Go it. So so it about we're going to we're going to keep making gins, liqueurs, going to keep making brands for other people. Um yep. if if anyone wants to come make some cool shit, hit me up. Um going to expand the coffee company, going to do the bottling, going to expand my wine brand, going to expand my coffee brand, going to launch my brewery. Um, so we'll have stuff in cans, um, spirits in cans, seltzers, all that basic bit shit, which will be fun. Um, mm. More spirits. One day in the future, we'll do some whiskey stuff, which will be cool. But um, the the big thing that I'm aiming to do this year is open up a venue so that everyone can finally, because no one can come to the distillery. You guys are welcome. Maybe some special listeners. up. Yeah. But um, at the moment, gosh, it is just not not the safest place to have any people coming to visit. So, um, yeah. yeah. Someday, someday soon, hopefully this year, because I'm impatient, we're going to set up a, a a big old facility and have some people come to the pub. And uh, fingers fingers crossed, During my um, my my kindergarten dream will be achieved this year.
0: Full um, loop of
1: of owning a pub where I live here in Jerabombra,
0: just outside the border of Canberra. Uh, Round of applause and- for our guest, Ben Osborne. Seriously, that was one of the great ones on Aussie Craft yeah. Distillers shooting the <laughs> shit, and you have almost blown out Ned from Waterford. Well, keep talking. I we'll three more,
2: three more minutes. I mean, three more minutes.
0: I just So I can, have I can on for three more minutes. All can, I can say, what? You well, go one minute.
2: I was going to ask a question about your gin. No, not
0: now. <laughs> not now. Not <laughs> now. My friend. Friend, how do people get in touch with you, mate? So, um,
1: oh, probably if you Google Local Spirit. Um, yep. Localspirit.co is my website. You can yep. get in touch through um, Unicorn Spirits, Unicorn Elixir. Um, yep. Check out at Local Spirit Ben on Facebook and Instagram. That's my yep. personal business fun stuff that relates to all of my brands. Um, and, yeah, hit me up through there if you're keen to get involved.
2: So I've just posted right. the localspirit.co into the chat for all those playing at home, as well yeah. as Unicorn Spirits. Uh, seconds, I already had that one. Oh, open and my too.
1: my new new one, which is Local Spirit Distillery, um,
0: at Local Spirit Distillery. Yeah, cool, cool. Right.
1: So mm-hmm. my
0: my take on on tonight is, um, I've known Ben for a number of years back when you had the bus, mate, and you were uh, you were doing that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's always amazed me how entrepreneurial you are. And I think one of the things that that is ap- my own personal opinion, so don't shoot me down, people. This is my own personal opinion, okay? I really think, One of the major concerns that we have in our industry, we've got 400 distilleries now. When I got into the game, there was about 60 distilleries. On the trajectory that we're on, we're going to be 700 distilleries in a not too distant time. Yep. It is so, so important to, and Ben, you touched on it, mate, find a mentor. Talk Mm. to the locals. Talk to the guys who have come before Form relationships, right? Don't come in with an arrogance of we're going to be the best like that. That's not what we're about in this industry. We are a very collaborative industry. So play the nice game. You will make a lot of friends. You will have a good time and you will have a lot of support. Mm. And that is my final word on the night. And I feel really pissed, but I've only had (laughs) – I've really only had – Two cans of ginger beer and a, a small amount of the. It, it's, the fu- it's the fuai that you put in there. Uh, no, no, it's the vaccine. I tell you, it's the booster vaccine. I'm feeling quite screwed I've got, tonight.
1: I've got one more, <laughs> anyway. one more, one more business thing. Um, Go. So I also run the Australian Gin Appreciation Society on Facebook. Oh, You're of not course, already a, it, a member. Yeah. Um, we've got nearly fifteen thousand members, and I think we're probably one of the biggest like supporters on that page of Australian made gins, gins in general, yep. um, that spirit category, as well as vodka, tonic, tonic syrups, all that sort of stuff. So if you haven't already check out the Facebook page, it's a private group at the moment. Cause we just got that many spammers on it, but it's an awesome place to ask those questions and a great way to connect with a lot of other distillers. A lot of the gin distillers are in there and they're answering all of these questions. There's no silly questions. Um, and you can learn so much. And there's awesome resources on that Facebook page. Um, and it got so big and so awesome that I've decided to turn it into sell a it. business. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're keeping it. We're keeping it pure. So um, we're going we're gonna to collab with a different gin distillery each month, give them a, give them a spotlight, sell the shit out of their product, um, make something mm-hmm. custom for the group by the group. Um, to uh, hang on
0: a sec i'm gonna have a plug yeah. right now right now fuck it Are we we're gonna, gonna we're, gonna, push we're gonna we're gonna feed you on a month so that is the capity gin right oh hell yeah <laughs> Best gin. paul yes, just said paul said best gin he's ever drunk but i will cracking, pay <laughs> i will i will pay respect where respect is due so my white spirits mentors are Nick and Ellie from Karoo. Yeah. They're they're good friends. I love the guys to bits. And awesome people. with them, them, I we basically distilled the individual botanicals and we created that. And if you have not tried oh, okay. Light product, engine, if, and not tried, oh, if you have not tried Carew product, guys, Marita. day one, pause. Get into it for effect they won best contemporary gin on the planet
3: and on the planet
0: right these guys the are distilling in, in a 40 square meter shed husband and wife team super passionate super technical love the guys to bits um yeah seriously if you love your gins k-a-r-u karoo distillery awesome and eh, it's not bad it's not bad we're doing all right. We're doing all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll feature you on a month. Let's do it. Yeah, mate, let's do it. But wait wait until we tra- – so currently we're making yeah. it at uh, Nick and Ellie's because I'm yeah. waiting for my second still. So once I get the second still in, which is a pot column, we'll transfer oh. over the recipe, we'll tweak it, fine-tune it, and then at that stage – yeah, absolutely, mate. We'll, let's do it. Yeah. Let's once
4: see. we can truly call it our own. Correct, you know, yeah. And we'll let it serve play.
0: Yeah. But Nick I, and uh, Ellie sort of it, it was so funny. I met Nick and Ellie year twenty seventeen or something like that. And they, they shortly came up it. Eh? It must have been shortly after they started. It was. And they came up to me and they, they treated me like a, a rock star. And I went That's where I met you. Where? That must have been was that in Adelaide? No, I met was you. In, different... I had met you in Adelaide. That that was the the World Spirits Conference. Yeah, I you think know? that's when I met them. Mm. Yeah, and and all these connector points are absolutely fascinating. But the cool thing was when Nick and Ali met me, they treated me like a you know, a celebrity. I went, you have <laughs> got to be fucking kidding, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, it I'm just because at that time he hadn't actually released anything. He just like,
0: no, oh. exactly. Exactly, <laughs> I hadn't released anything. And uh, now Nick and Ellie, oh, they're veterans on the, on the scene. They're making amazing gin and Japalti vodka, which is called Marita. And we're plugging them because it is yeah, fucking insane. Get it into your people.
2: So the Marita <laughs> is what I've been drinking all night. Oh, really? Yep. Um, that's what I do. Right. That is a hefty
0: pour. I love it. i've um yeah
2: i've done a bit of damage to that bottle tonight
0: yeah i'm not surprised
2: and uh thoroughly enjoyed it
0: yeah Mm. all right guys we we need to wrap it up we uh so uh luke what was uh ned's um podcast how long uh
2: two hours and four
0: we have done it people we have done it (laughs) we have no one listening but that's irrelevant and um, no, no, we've still got a couple of people now
2: one thing oh, we also listening. do need to do before we wrap up
4: plug, uh, mate. Plug.
2: is well plug the sponsors yes uh, yeah. we so possibly should
4: do it possibly should do that a bit earlier in the night but anyway well,
2: quite possibly yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they'll forgive us they'll to plug every yeah. episode uh, so we've got the barrel brokers, Burns uh, Welding and Fabrication, uh, Andrew Young, of course, Wayne of Cooperage, uh, CCL, Sabre Glass, uh, Transwood, uh, and Wild Wogan, and then we'll have some more coming in later in the year as well. Thank Beginning you for their support. Yep. And uh, yeah, they help us yep. to actually pay some of the bills. Well, it means we
0: can go and buy some decent mics, and I can actually get some computer training so I learn how to use a computer properly. There is not enough
2: time or patience in the world.
0: That is a full time job for Paul Luke. Uh,
2: (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's painful. (laughs) Absolutely painful.
0: All right, guys. Thank you. That was a that was a absolutely cracking session. And guys, new distillers in Australia, if you um, you just want some advice, man, listen to this one. Um, uh, Ben's going to be a senior lecturer at the Australian Distillers University down the track because seriously, he knows the shit. He's done the hard yards, and he's prepared to share some really amazing experiences. So, yeah, awesome. That was great. Was great. Uh, ben, mate, thank, thank, you. thank you. That was great. Thanks so for, for having me, guys. We'll no see worries. You right
2: Thank you all. Please, everyone, like and subscribe. Follow us on uh, Facebook, on YouTube. We're on Insta. We haven't really gotten into posting much on there yet, uh, but please help us get up to the 1,000 mark on the uh, well, on all of our socials, that would be awesome. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We have another episode in two weeks' time. Who's that? Uh, with uh, Linton. Uh, that is with Linton, yes.
0: Ed Winmore. So felt, Linton, so for, those who third. for those who don't know, Linton is right at the start of building a distillery. So you guys are oh, gonna get some really go. interesting insight of a new guy Ooh. on the store. That, cool. yeah. that is cool. Oh, that
4: should be interesting.
0: Looking forward It'll to that. Super one.
2: interesting.
0: Yeah, it will. All right, Luke. Uh, all up, right. Mate. Wonderful. Thank so, you. Thanks, all. Ben. It's been great. Thanks, Ben. And and, uh, that was awesome, mate. Awesome.
3: We'll uh, catch us all in a couple of weeks. Bye. Two.